My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And, and today it's the WNR 182. It's the WWE Super Showdown in Australia. But before we get started, let's do the alternate intro. And this is a very famous song. We've had so many famous Australians throughout our time, and this is probably one of the most famous Australian songs that we can sing. There's an old Australian stockman lying dying and he gets himself up onto one elbow and he's turned to his mates who all go around and he says watch my wallabies feed mate watch my wallabies feed they're a dangerous breed mate so watch my wallaby feeds all together now time a kangaroo dance sport kangaroo dance time a kangaroo dance sport time a kangaroo dance so there we go. All right, so there we go. We are in Australia here for the first time in 16 years, and we see the opening promo, uh, Aussie, 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 oh, 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 and it was all about Triple H and The Undertaker, really, wasn't it, at the start? It was indeed, yes. One last time. It just showed about the history of WrestleMania and all the matches that they had. But then they mentioned all the other matches on the card, all the ones that mattered. So John Cena's return and, of course, Becky Lynch. And we've got uh, the show up, Miz and Daniel Bryan. They're called Styles versus Joe as well. But Michael Cole, Corey Grace and Renee Young welcome us and says an attendance of 70,309. And we're going to start off with SmackDown Tag Team Titles on the line. We've seen the bar coming out here, and here come the New Day throwing pancakes. But we're going to get this started off, and we're going to do first uh, predictions. Dan, you can start us off with predictions here tonight. Who have you gone for in this one? Oh, well, James, I have gone for, and New Day win. Ah, I like the way you did that then. That was clever, because I thought you didn't go for him, but you did. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> well, Dan, I have gone in this match. We started off quickly between Cesaro and Kofi. Kofi's got a point to prove. He's did an interesting uh, run, an inter- interesting record. I'll, I'll give you that in a second. I've gone for a new day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. And now looks Woods. Kofi going to try and end this early. Kofi gets tagged back in. Elbow drop by Woods. Sheamus comes in. Oh, he gets knocked out. Kofi springboarding off the second rope. Oh, my God. Then using Woods. 
Kofi Kingston has been with WWE since 2006 and has a very successful career with a promotion. Now, Sheamus up to the apron, gets knocked down by Kofi. And now we're going to see New Day fly. Oh, oh, over the top. They get caught by Sheamus and Cesaro. But Woods off the apron. He gets caught by Sheamus. Oh, my God. Back first into the turnbuckle. And then Kingston goes stomach first into the turnbuckle. And now the bar's taken over. Cesaro taunting away. We talk about build-up to this match. has not been much. We were announced that the bar would face the New Day. But two great teams. Cesaro goes to the cover. Kofi gets shoulder up at one. One. Yeah, so Kofi Kingston's been with WWE since 2006. It's been a very successful career with a promotion. Well, the 37-year-old has had a successful career as a singles competitor with four reigns as IC champion, three as United States champion. More so than that, however, Kingston is an extremely successful tag team competitor. Kingston has won eight tag team titles during his WWE tenure. Yeah, he might be getting worked over here, but most of them has come as a member of the New Day. When he combine all, combine all his days as tag team champion, Kingston is now the longest reigning tag champion in WWE history at 954 days. Kingston has held the WWE tag team championship, later changed to the Royal Tag Team titles for 818 days. He won those as a member of the New Day, as well as team with R-Truth and Evan Bourne. Kingston also had a reign as one half of the World Tag Champions with CM Punk from back in 2008. They only held the titles for 47 days. And finally, Kingston has spent 89 days and counting as part of SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. He's had three reigns with the titles, including one he's currently part of. With that record, Kingston passes up Billy Gunn, previously held a record with 953 combined days. Well, Kingston's fellow New Day member, Big E, took to Twitter to congratulate Kingston on the feat. He says, Kofi has the most days as tag team champion in the history of WWE. He never failed with a drug test, never had a brush with the law, always professional to the highest degree. Give the man his flowers while he can still smell them. <laughs> and at the moment, the bar has cut off. Kingston in this one is still getting worked over by Sheamus and Cesaro. And now Sheamus, the 10 beats of the Finn Balor. Dan, what the... And tags in Cesaro. He doesn't want to give the Australian fans what they want. So keys to victory down on this one? They need to get the pinfall for three seconds or a submission. Cesaro and Sheamus, they've worked really well together. They're both heavyweight championship material calibre wrestlers. I mean, Sheamus has won it on a few occasions himself. Cesaro, a definite future heavyweight champion. No matter what anyone says, I think he's definitely worth it. And he's got the mantra about him. Um, In-ring performer. Uh, I think they, you know, they need to corner off. I've always called Xavier Woods the weaker member of New Day, but I don't think that's true. I think the older Kofi Kingston, even though he's more intelligent, more wiser than the other two, I think you know Kofi Kingston's age is going to get to him a bit. So they need to kind of wear him down, and uh, you know, just use their size advantage over Kingston to try and get the victory. And yeah. uh, what about the new? Uh, the New Day, the thing is with them is that people might say Big E uh, is this stronger member of the New Day, but we've seen how good Woods and Kofi can work together. And I think the important thing with New Day is they're always going to get kind of uh, sectioned off and beaten up, and it's how you deal with that. And you know, the toughest Kofi Kingston have been around that amount of time, got the heart and determination. I think they've really got to stick in, take a pummeling for an hour, and then just start frustrating the bar as they move on. And then with Kofi, they can do, you know, amazing things in the ring as well. Maybe hope for something special there to put the bar away. So it is going to be a barrage from the bar to start. But I think the New Day can come out on top on this one. 
Uh, CM Punk responded to Kofi Kingston as well on Twitter. Uh, not really, just put a picture of um, Tom Hardy and Mad Max just putting a thumb up and smiling. And uh, Evan Bourne as well, or Matt Seidel, is um, Cesaro now back dropped over the top. Kofi's finally got some separation after a few minutes. Can he get the much-needed tag towards Biggie's air, calling him on, cheering him on? Woods is desperate. Here we go. He gets the hot tag. Ducks under Sheamus, kicks Cesaro off the side. Sheamus comes charging in, hits the ring post. Woods goes between Sheamus's leg, chops the big tree down. Oh, oh lovely. Face first into the mat. One, two. Oh, but Sheamus managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Very impressive there by Woods. He's coming. He's on fire, baby. Well, the strength of Sheamus shutting Woods down early. Shoves him through the ring ropes. Woods lands on his feet. Comes back into the ring looking for his spinning DDT, but Sheamus just brushes him off, gives him an Irish curse backbreaker. Goes for the cover. Two. Ooh. Ooh. And we nearly had new SmackDown Tag Team Champions there, but we'd got the shoulder up at two. Two. And now... Big E trying to spur Kofi on. Come on, you Spurs. Give him some pancakes. And Sheamus might have pancake power here, but Sheamus is going to look maybe for the bro kick. And this might be good for you, fella. Brogue. 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 Ooh. If he oh. hits this, it's Side over. Step by Woods. Rolls up Sheamus. Two. Oh. Sheamus managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Kick to the midsection. Cesaro gets the tag in. I don't think Woods saw it, though. Oh! As a pop-up uppercut. One, two, oh, shame two count. Sheamus threw Woods into Cesaro. Now Cesaro. A Cesaro swing. Well, if he's down under, shouldn't he go the other way? <laughs> <laughs> and now the sharpshooter. That's a shout-out to former tag team partner Tyson Kidd. Kofi's in serious trouble on the outside. Can't come in to break it. Biggie's telling him to get up. Sheamus jumps down, though, goes and stops Kingston. And Woods is trapped in the middle of the ring, and I think we've got new tag team champions here. Sheamus stopping Kofi. Kingston Kick. kicks him off, though. Oh! Kick across the chest, breaks up the count, uh, breaks up the submission. And Sheamus back in with Kofi, but Kofi managing to throw Sheamus over the top. He falls himself. Now it's Cesaro and Woods, and Woods with a cradle. One. One. Two. Two. Oh, New Day nearly stole a victory here. And now Cesaro going for the cover. He's trying to steal a victory. Foot on the ropes, but Kofi stopping that. Back over to Sheamus. Oh, trouble in paradise. Big boot up. Kofi tags himself in. Throws him to the corner. Kick from Kingston. Backstabber. And he keeps him in a position. Double oh. foot stomp. Kofi goes for the cover. One. Two, three. There is no kicking out of that. That match was too quick for my liking. I, I really enjoyed it. I think they got so much chemistry between the two teams. But I thought it was, I would say a bit rushed because it, uh, they've been told, you know, we're going to have a four or five hour show here. So I, I don't know why they are, but New Day celebrate. Dan, what did you think of the match? I mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It was a thoroughly good match. Yeah. As you say, it was a bit too fast though. Um, you know, they could have spent a bit more time, but I don't know, it was still, it was still a very enjoyable match. Yeah, no, it's still a great way to start the show. Babyface team getting a win here, retaining their SmackDown tag team titles, and of course, Big E loves the pancakes and the title belt. <laughs> he's, he's making out with the title belt right now. And how it went down, 
bar, thought they were going to snatch a victory. But Kofi and Woods showing as well how strong the New Day are. And they continue, and Kofi continues his reign as SmackDown Tag Team Champion. And I like the variation of the finisher as well. You know, we've seen the big ending, of course, with Kofi and now this. There was no way he was going to get the shoulder up at that. But after that, Dan, it means we start off with a point each. The perfect score is on for both of us. Just killed it now. Yeah, one all as we start our first match. Oh, up next is the women's title match. It's going to be Charlotte versus Becky Lynch in this one. Very, very interesting. Dan, what have you thought of the um, the build-up to this match and the feud going into it? Well, Becky's certainly getting a great response being the heel in this, and I think it suits her as well. Having a tot around her waist just bumps it up that bit more. Um, and, I, and I always do like seeing friends become frenemies. Yes, yeah. No, it's, it's a good story to it. Like I said, two former horsewomen and Lynch's attitude change and actually beating Charlotte pretty much cleanly, as you would say, at uh, the last pay-per-view that we had in the cell. So Lynch goes into this one full of confidence uh prediction wise though between us two i have gone for in this one in this match i've gone for and still women's champion becky lynch i have gone for and new still champion <laughs> still becky, lynch. <laughs> becky lynch right okay so it's pretty even as we start off I'm, this is a problem because Becky Lynch retains. Do you know what I mean? That would be an option that I used to use. And I've, I know this rivalry is going to go on. You know, like, I know this is not the end of it. But I just hope we haven't got, like, kind of cheap finish. That's why I just went Lynch straight up. Because I thought, no, Lynch is going to craft a little pin or something like that. You know what I mean? Get the job done. And Charlotte can still be aggravated. So you think, in the back of your mind, Charlotte's going to win by DQ? Not DQ. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? They've got to prolong it somehow. And what we've seen with the AJ Styles title reign, I mean, thank, I hope they don't do it with Styles and Joe. But, you know, with Nakamura as well, the amount of kind of finishes like that, I don't think it makes any sense to do it. I mean, like Becky Lynch did at NSL, you know, catching her and rolling her up and stuff like that, I think it's a good idea. And then we've got a little bit of a promo video now after seeing Charlotte's entrance. And we get the bell rung by Mike Kyoda, and we can start this one off. So keys to victory. Uh, what does Becky Lynch need to do if she wants to walk out? I think she needs to do everything she did at Hell in a Cell. I think that game plan was spot on for her there. She beat Charlotte at her own game. I feel Lynch has got into Charlotte's head. And if Charlotte might not want to admit that, I think she's playing the game perfectly. I think she holds the advantage. I think this is Lynch's to lose here tonight. And if we talk about disqualification, if like that, you know, Charlotte could well lose her temper if Lynch keeps pulling on the same, you know, keeps pressing those same, but, same buttons. Look at Lynch in the attack early. He's, he's going toe-to-toe for Charlotte and already working on the leg there as well. <coughs> well, James, playing devil's advocate, <coughs> I think that Charlotte, in the back of her mind, knows Becky can't beat her one-on-one cleanly. She had to snatch a victory at Hell in a Cell. So, you know, if Becky's going to get a decisive win with the disarmor or the Bexploder, then fair enough. But I think Charlotte knows that Becky can't quite cinch that in just yet over Charlotte. So Charlotte's got that bit of, you know, slight bit of confidence, slight of, you know, cockiness about her, thinking, well, you know, Becky Lynch had to snatch a win. She can't beat me decisively. So if I can just hit the figure eight, 
you know, or a natural selection or a spear or something like that, then, you know, I can maybe get this victory. You are right, but I, I feel with Lynch that she she's in control of her own destiny here and she just sends Charlotte into the ring post to the outside. We're, you know, we haven't seen this side of Lynch before. We've kind of seen, you know, the smiler coming out here, greeting the fans, and now she realises, and this is a time in her career, she needs to go out and prove how good she is and not be in the limelight, not have the spotlight stolen by people like Charlotte or Banks or Bailey, and take it for herself. You know, this woman's the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. We see her in NXT giving great performances as well. She deserves the spotlight, and I think that's what she wants to prove in this one against Charlotte. And, and with Charlotte... She, if she wants to be the top woman, like she says, she's got to do what her old man did. And, you know, what I mean, to beat the man, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And tonight, Charlotte has got to get the job done with Lynch. She's going to have challenges like this. Friends are going to turn on her throughout the years, you know. She's going to have her ups and downs. It's how you respond from it. Charlotte rolls back in, goes for the cover on Lynch. But Lynch managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Charlotte responds with a chop of her own. Becky Lynch stuck in the second attempt, though. Catching a head scissors takedown straight into the disarmer. Oh, this could be it. Right in the middle of the ring. Charlotte's got nowhere to go. And, you, you know, we're questioning if that disarmer can finish off Charlotte. I think Charlotte would roll over her arm, broken and tapping out to Lynch at the moment. I think you're right about that. But Lynch goes straight for the fingers, wrenching them back. Well, she must be watching a bit of Pete Dunne to get the job done in this one. And he's passed over 500 days now as WUK champion, bless him. So he must be doing something right. Charlotte managing to, I say, escape, get back to her feet. Sidewalk slam from Flair. Woo! Folds up Becky with a back suplex, though. And Lynch in a little bit of trouble. Charlotte's got some separation now. Lynch has been on her. Like white on rice. Oh, and Charlotte draping Becky's leg over the second rope and dropping the knee to the back of it. And that was Becky Lynch's mistake. She backed Charlotte up into the corner, went for the kick. Charlotte had it scouted. Oh, and Charlotte targeting the legs as well. She's going to try and weaken her up for the figure eight. And now she's hitting the flare chops and going down to the leg again. I mean, these two have definitely got more aggressive weeks. Well, it's more personal. It's not just for a title. It's former friends going against each other. Lynch trying the Bexploder, but Charlotte blocking it. It's one of her own. Well, that was impressive by Charlotte powering her up. But she's like, taken out of it. You can see it in the face. And as I say that, she nips right back up. <laughs> Lynch sending Charlotte head first into the second turn back with That's what we talked about. They know each other so well. As Lynch on the second now. Climbing up. Hands first. Taking out Charlotte. Goes oh. for the cover, but Charlotte managed to get the shot up at two. Two. Looking to put her away again with a disarmor. Charlotte rolls through low, turns it into the figure four if she get her down. No. And she bent down though to pick the leg up. Becky clocked her straight in the face, but Charlotte responds with a big boot to the head, goes to the cover. Two. Oh. Only getting a two count. Two. And that big boot is beating people like Sasha Banks before, but Becky Lynch still she got fight in her. The total means more to her than friendship. That's what her choice she's made. Now she's got to stick to it. Well, Charlotte thinks it's just natural selection for her to be women's champion. <laughs> Lynch rolling her up. Oh, Charlotte managing to kick out. Uh. Charlotte responds with a forearm, tells Lynch to bring it on. And we've got the yay and nays. But unfortunately, the other way around in Australia. The heel's getting yayed. The f- face is getting nayed. Nailed it. Nailed it. And this is an all-out war between these two and Lynch. Getting the upper hand, just bouncing her shoulder off. Uh, bouncing her elbow off Flair's head. Headbutt, head Charlotte. 
But Charlotte bounces back with a spear. Oh! Only getting a two count, though. Two. Well, vicious offense by Lynch, but Charlotte saving her maybe best till last. Nearly's not close enough. Flair. Woo! Yeah, jet lag. Well, they both suffer from it, don't they? So mm. they're both at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jet no, lag. called a period. Jet lag might, might be to blame for these two women at the moment. Lynch is down. Charlotte's going to go up. She's going to look for the moonsault. Lynch had her knees up in time, though. Rolls through for cover. One, two. two. Oh, nearly stole another victory. Step up into Gurry, though, for Becky. Well, Lynch is taking her time to get up to the top. She's going to come down hard on Charlotte. Leg drop. Charlotte moves. And that leg that's already been worked on gets hurt again. Big boot to the face again. And this time she's not going to go for the pin. She's going to grab the legs. Oh, my God. Turns around. Got the Boston Crab in. Was that a tap by Lynch? No, she's crawling for the bottom rope. She looked like she's popping out that top then with Charlotte. James, it's not all about boobs and, and looks and that, you know. Well, she took time off to get it done. So, don't be louder to do it. Look at that. They were not what they were last time I saw them. You seen the pictures of her. That's what I'm saying. They weren't like that. They're like melted packs of butter. And Lynch rolls to the outside. And that's just her face. <laughs> and she's got the title belt and Charlotte not happy. Spears Lynch into Barry Cade. And now throws her back in with a women's title, well, slipping from her grasp. Is it slipping in this match? No big boot by Lynch. She comes running in, but Charlotte hits another spear. But she can't capitalise, get over her cover yet. So punishment taken out by Lynch. Charlotte now is going to still instead go for the figure four. She's going to bridge eight to the figure eight. Can she do it with a bad arm? I don't think she get all the pressure in at the moment. Fucking hell. Charlotte reveals her boobs popped in ring, leading her needing surgery. Has revealed her breast implants popped while she was wrestling, putting her out of action. Oh, no. Well, Charlotte got it in, but Lynch used the belt to whip at Charlotte. Disqualification there. Charlotte wins the match, but Lynch... He's still women's champion, so I knew they'd fucking do something stupid like that. Last finish, that was. I don't think the, I think the action was fine up until the point. And then we have a cheap, cheap end like this. These guys haven't seen wrestling in 16 years, and you're going to do a cheap finish like that. What's the difference between Charlotte Lynch raking the eyes and getting a quick pinfall cover? And Charlotte is not having any of this. Going right back after Lynch, he's trying to walk away. Oh, this guy's throwing Bear, uh, Becky Lynch back in the ring. <coughs> But Lynch rolls out the other side. Charlotte follows her. Gets caught with a clothesline. Lynch is like, you want it? I'll give it you. And now, Becky Lynch's got her. Explode a suplex onto the hard wafer thin mats. Well, how thin are those mats, Dan? Mere millimetres thick over pure concrete. Or oh. actually, it'd be over grass. Like a field, but, but still hard. Lynch got the job done and she's not finished yet with Charlotte. Oh! Running knee to the head to put the exclamation point. Down onto Flair. And Charlotte there might <laughs> might be a winner, but she did get the women's title. She got laid out by Lynch in the end. So Lynch is the last one standing, last one laughing at her. After that, prediction-wise, we don't get a point because Charlotte wins by disqualification. So it's one each as we head in. And what do you think of the match? I thought it was, a, uh, it was good action, good match between these two. I think we do need a decisive finish and I'm worried the way things are going now, Charlotte's going to get the decisive victory because Becky Lynch has had two 
cheap finishes over Charlotte. You know, the first one, it was decisive, it was clean, but it was still a bit cheap and a bit, like, rushed, undecisive. And, yeah, you know, I think the next match is going to be Charlotte getting a victory. Yeah, no, I think most definitely. And, and this is what SmackDown's been doing recently. They're kind of prolonging it. I mean, it's, it's not bad as long as you, um, you know, you do it well, you know. Well. Oh, and up next, looks like we're going to have a bit of tag team action. Cruiserweight. Yeah, he's just in Daniel Bryan and the Miz. And here we go. GPD's going to play us a tune. Well, this is wonderful having Elias here. And Kevin Owens is just backing up perfectly, I think, at the moment. Elias is playing Australia. So we see GPD in the ring and Kevin Owens. And, of course, on Raw, they had the crowd going uh, mental for about six minutes, wasn't it? You know, going absolutely crazy. That was getting a right hill react. <laughs> just getting booed for just six minutes. I think they said something about the local sports team. Uh, it was about uh, the basketball team. Yeah, so and they had a go at them now. And they're doing the basically the same here. And, oh, my God, they've just mentioned Collingwood. Who's, who the hell is that, Dan? Paul Collingwood, he's a golfer. They lost... Um, Team USA, well, I think Paul Collingwood was part of uh, the rest of the world in the um, Ryder Cup, I think. So, yeah, golf. So, <laughs> golf, right? I have no idea. I was going, always interrupted by Bobby Lashley. We're just about to tag team match. We all know who Bobby Lashley's partner is going to be. Hopefully, we'll wait for his entrance right now. Well, it's going to be his first match since WrestleMania. Greatest Royal Rumble. The greatest Royal Rumble. Not a bad reaction. Yeah, very positive. It looks really weird with hair, though. Yeah. Well, he's got a new build. You can't stop me. Well, is John Cena in the end of his WWE career, or is it really just getting started? He looks skinny in the face. He looks like Kevin Smith in the face. <laughs> he does look like he's lost a bit of weight here, but here he comes running to the ring. Still built like a brick shit house, so Lashley can't keep up with him even though he had a start. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Looks like Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god, Cole said he's the greatest of all time. Your 16 time champ is here. Uh, Dan, prediction wise in this one before we get started, who have you gone for? I have gone for. And new returning wrestler John Cena and Gashley. Well, John Cena is here, and I too have gone for. John Cena versus Lashley. I mean, it's disappointing, really, with Kevin versus Owens. Lashley. John Cena and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed, really, though, because Owens quit Raw a few weeks back only for the turn the following week and attack Lashley. And, you know, he's teaming up with GPD recently. I think Kevin Owens deserves, and GPD deserve, a lot of time on Raw. Was that Teddy Long refereeing? No, and they deserve a lot more on Raw, and they deserve a lot more matches, promos, feuds and stuff you know we talked about gpd's record uh on wrestling actual pay-per-view events or raws or smackdowns you know raws even and i think it's the same here you know and bobby lashley is still not sure what to do with him as we approach this match so these four guys it's is it an interesting matchup you know are you excited for it dan i am yes i'm excited to see what gpd and kevin owens can bring to it and Cena, he's changed his physique as well. You can see it. It's a different John Cena than was before. It's the least we've seen him this year, but he's back. Oh, Cena sucks chance. Well, let's go, Cena. Cena sucks chance. And he's going Lash- <coughs> to let Lashley start. So keys to victory, Dan. Who needs to do what to win? 
Um, well, they need to avoid Super Cena. I think uh, the heels need to use their uh, wily tenacities. I mean, you know, both of these heels, uh, GPD and Owens, they can win matches by hook or by crook. And I think that's what they should you know, do against these two unstoppable behemoths. Well, it's an interesting matchup for Lashley and Cena to go against uh, these two guys. I, I will think that it would probably be Owens to get the loss. I think there's a lot you can do with Elias. But what about Lashley? What about Lashley turning on John Cena or something like that? Would that be an interesting look at it? You know, Potentially, yeah. You know, Bobby Lashley heel turn. He was a heel in uh, Impact Wrestling. But let's not forget, on Kevin Owens' first night in WWE, who did he defeat? Defeated John Cena. Exactly. So Owens knows what it takes. And this is the thing of Bobby Lashley. I don't think has uh, been all that since coming back. But I think it's a case of not knowing what to do. And with Elias, I, I think he's great. You know, I haven't got a problem with Elias. In NXT, he was there. Didn't really get, you know, didn't really go anywhere. And now he's come to WWE. I don't know if that was a little bit of a botch then. I think Bobby Lashley was looking for the uh, jump over the top, but uh, GPD just stopped. But yeah, you know, we um, is Leo Rush in Bobby Lashley's corner the right move? No, I don't think it is. And I think it's like EAOP with Drake Maverick. My problem with it is is that Leo Rush is a heel on 205 Live, yet a good guy on Raw, and with Drake Maverick, it's the other way around. It's like, well, if, if you want people to watch all your programs, isn't that going to be a little bit confusing? Yeah, I've got no problem with it happening, but I don't think then, then he should be on 205 Live or the character should be a face as well, you know. And I think Lashley does need someone in his corner, but I don't know about Leo Rush. I wouldn't have minded Paul Heyman, you know, or someone like that. But there's not a lot of great Mike people around still, you know. Owens gets a tag in, and he's had wars with Lashley in the past. Swinging neck breaker from Lashley to Owens, though. I mean, just think of the bumps that Kevin Owens has taken this year. Uh, money in the bank to Strowman, you know, off the top of the cage as well. And yet he, he's basically fighting day in, day out. I think Owens is, is massively underrated. You know, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Owens. Lashley in the corner, doing the 10 punches, but at last comes and stops him. Leapfrog there. That one was actually successful this time. And now he grabs hold of Owens. Face first into the mat. And are we going to see John Cena? <coughs> oh. And a cheap shot from Elias. Taking out Cena. So he couldn't get the tag in. Lashley had yeah. Elias on his shoulders. And Owens stopped that. Delivered a super kick to the face. And now Owens can take over. And now <laughs> Kevin's just mocking Cena saying you can't see me. That's one thing I really like about Kevin Owens is his confidence and the way that, you know, he can taunt other wrestlers. He doesn't sweat John Cena, you can see that here. Even though as any, <coughs> as any good heel should do, he should run away from him if he comes to him. You know, that's yeah. what I like about Owens as well. He's a cowardly heel. Well, Elias slamming Lashley down. Dropping a, a big elbow. Goes one. for the cover. Oh, only getting a one count. One. What do you think of the setting? I think it's quite cool. You know, the, the stadium, uh, Mano Young said it was like kind of mania down under. But I, I think it looks all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a huge stadium. Uh, you know, big screens about. It's, yeah, it's not the longest. It's not a long runway either. So, you know, you don't get time wasted coming down that. And John Cena's trending on Twitter. Well, that's good. But, I mean, the setting, as we see the big screen, 
but nothing really else at the moment. We don't know if we're going to get some more, you know, spectacular entrances. You can probably be able to do that. <laughs> I was talking trash to Cena. He's, he reminds me a bit of Jericho in the trash talking. He's he got. It reminds me. Of, yeah, exactly. He's got a little bit of of of, of others as well. Like, I, it reminds me a little bit just of punishment state recently with Mick Foley as well. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of bigger set guy that was maybe never said to do it. He's got that kind of Chris Jericho attitude as well. Plus, he is a great worker. Oh, he's bloody good worker in the ring, yeah. Now, Lashley, cut Lynch's away to get the tag from Cena. Well, he gets planted on his head. DDT from Owens goes for a cover, but only getting a two count. Two. Owens no, he's tag- not smoking. He's just- <laughs> Owens tags in Elias. He's just working Lashley over in his corner. I'll tell you what, Elias and Owens are making a good team. Be interesting if there would be a team by the time Sami Zayn come back, and then maybe you could do something either with the three of them or Zayn being a little bit jealous and turning them face again, you know? Yeah. But this being WWE, they'll be split up in a couple of weeks, so it won't matter. Lashley's trying to fight out of this, and Cena's not been at all yet. So is it wise them targeting Lashley? I mean, you know, he's the one with less ring rust. You know, he's... Uh... He's been performing all the time. Would it be wiser to target John Cena? I, I think maybe it would be target John Cena. Like you said, Owens knows him so well. So maybe what he saw from Lashley recent weeks, he thinks in a two-on-one they can get the job done. As long as Cena doesn't get in, the kind of Cena Superman, all it takes is one yeah. move and the job's done usually, you know? Oh, we got a sixth move of uh, Doom Ooh. as well. Yeah, he debuted in it in China. <coughs> Who? In, no, not in China, in, in the country. Ah. In a country. And then, so maybe we'll see it tonight. No, so for the lesser knowledge fans, what are the five current moves of Doom? Well, oh, it's a frog splash. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, oh Lashley managing to kick out. Ah. Right, it's five moves that he does. Uh, five knuckle shuffle. F-U. Um... That one where he picks them up and slams them down. <laughs> uh, leg drop off the top. And the STFU. <laughs> Even a Jericho That's ask a him. Oh, he's with a front face lock on Lashley. Well, there's one way to stop the momentum of Cena, and that's not let him in. And it is perfect at the moment. <clears throat> Lashley trying to get to his feet. Spine bastard, though, plants Owens. The spine on the pine. Owens is rocked. And can get can Lashley get a tag to John Cena. The great one. The super one. Cena's in. A great reception as well to him coming. Shoulder, shoulder tackle, tackle. Shoulder tackle. tackle picks is... him up. Slams him down. That's you can't moves. see me. Yeah, third move. So shoulder block rather than leg drop. Five knuckle shuffle. Elias in trouble. Attitude adjustment. That's it. Oh no, wait a minute. Oh my fucking God, Elias. <laughs> Got hit with a sixth move of doom. I've never seen anybody win on a hot tag, actually. No, well. <laughs> Where did Owens go? Super Cena. What was that, an elbow? A roaring punch, I think. Shout to the Antanto. Shout to the Antanto. I am not going to be able to say that. <coughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. John Cena's getting on the mic. Well, I'm going to call it a lightning fist that he hits. 
Oh, I've seen it. He's had a worker crowd. Yeah, he does, it. don't he? Zuna! Big uh, man! Cena, You're welcome. Cena does the speech he normally does at all house shows, but... It's a little bit different because he said, I've always come from WWE. I'm not sure what the future holds. I mean, obviously, he's going to be away from WWE from time to time. But the question remains, of course, John Cena's not gone from WWE for good. He's still got so much more to accomplish. He's never been in the Continental Champion. He's got to go after his 17th World Title reign. You know, there'll be lots more for Cena to do. But for now, like he says, he doesn't know what's going on. Um, Not a bad match, though, Dan. Did we talk about the match? What did you think? No, what did I think? Well, what? like I said, I never saw anybody win off a hot tag. Uh, so that's what I was like. Oh, okay, right. We're going to finish it like that. Cena was barely involved. I, I think it was a basic, like a raw tag match. If you know what I mean? would have been out of place. It there. was indeed, yeah. It was a good return for Cena. Cena looked well. It's good to see his sixth move of doom. Yeah. Lightning fist uh, is the English translation. Fuck knows what it is in its native language. But... It, it was it was a good fun match. It was a good breaker, and I'm sure John Cena earned a few thousand dollars for that. Yeah, without a doubt. We see Naomi following some roses. So after that, prediction-wise, we both get a point, and we move on to two points all. Two. It's neck and neck. <coughs> and uh, up next, it is a tag team match. Naomi and Oscar against the iconic duo, we're Peyton here. Royce and we're Billy home. Kay. We're home. Oh, my God. I can't remember the last time I saw Oscar. I've not been watching SmackDown recently. I'm not going to lie to anybody. But Oscar is here. And she was the most charismatic and most dangerous WWE superstar of all time. But now, I'm, I'm still not sure. I don't know what they're doing. She's teaming Naomi recently. She's got a couple of victories. The Empress of Tomorrow is here today. Uh, Prediction-wise, Dan, I've got to tell you who I've gone for this. So, James, who? I have gone for... Hang on a minute. Oscar's dancing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you can feel the glow. I don't think I've ever gone against Oscar in predictions. But... No, 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 still, I haven't. I've gone Oscar and Naomi in this one. Oh. Yeah. Well... You know, I said that I'd made a prediction. I crossed it out. I, you know, I was fourth and upright with it. I did originally go for Oscomi, but I changed it to the Iconics in their hometown. Ooh. So you got Iconics, so this is where we could split here. This is what's going to separate the man, me, from the boy. So what have you thought of the build-up to this match? Has there been build-up to it? Yeah, a bit. I don't know them. <laughs> Yeah, it's been superb. I mean, um, Naomi's been teaching Oscar the art of the glow, and you can see a bit of glow in Oscar's hair. Um, the Iconics returning home in front of their home crowds, and uh, they're going to just prove that they are iconic. So what do the Iconics have to do if they want to win? I'm not sure I'll let Dan decide that one. Uh, for me, just let Oscar in. Oscar could destroy these two. Oh, Oscar could kick both their asses, yeah. but I think the Oscar out Naomi... No disrespect to her, former women's champion, which she has, you know, over Oscar. But I think uh, Naomi is, you know, the more defeatable one. Yeah, I, I think that is as well. I think. But then again, we are talking about the Oscar that's lost to Carmella. Yeah. So. And Naomi, in her own right, former SmackDown women's champion. Well, is she going to return a favour to Billy? Can Billy split? Oh. <laughs> Billy cannot split. 
And now Oscar gets tagged in. This could be over already. Oscar gets the Irish reversed. Well, is this a good setting for a women's tag team? You know, a tag team title for the women's division? I think possibly. I think if it is, it's going to be led by the Iconics. I think they're the best uh, kind of women's team at the moment. And then maybe the Bellas down the line and other ones that are actually with Oscar Nomi. If they're building for it, I think it's a great idea, you know? And they chant Iconic. And the crowd love it. But they get taken out by Oscomi. Each knee, son, bouncing off the ropes. And a rear view for each of them. <laughs> All right, Oscar Naomi, no bit few dance moves. <clears throat> now Peyton Royce in trouble. Oh, here comes Billy Kay. Kick to the face of Oscar. One, two. Oh, Oscar managing to kick out. Well, Billy gets a tag in, throws in to Peyton, who hits the spinning kick. Goes for a cover, but Oscar still manages to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Oh, Charles Robinson in charge. Charles in charge. Oh, Oscar fighting back with a strike. Oscar managing to fight out the Iconics corner. Oh, Oscar goes for the cover, but no, he can't keep it down. We want the big show. Oscar that's been targeted. Catches a leg low, ankle lock. German suplex. Bit low on impact there, but Naomi wants to tag. But Naomi's come in and she's been on fire, baby. And you can hear the strikes. <coughs> you can hear the strikes on impact. Naomi now... Split leg moonsault. One, two. Oh, oh my Broken up. And Oscar to the top. Drop kick. Takes down Billy Kay. And now Naomi's going to dive to the outside of Royce. Oh, crossbody takes her down. Oh, oh Billy Kay taking the leg of Naomi. Well, Bouncing her face first off the mat, but Oscar coming in to save her friend. She gets thrown into Barry Cade for her troubles, though. Oh, there you go. This is it. Naomi. Bang. Takes down Naomi. One, two, three. The Iconics win! Yeah, the Iconics win, get the victory over Naomi. And uh, they get the win in their hometown. I think the correct result overall, you know. You think about the Iconics, they needed a big victory. And what better way to do it in their hometown? Uh, Dan, what do you think of the match? Right people won. I thought the right person went for the right team. Anyone who went against them is a fool. No, uh, (coughs) it was a great result. Uh, I think these two teams had very good chemistry between each other. The Iconics, I think they're slightly underrated. They're underutilised on the main roster. I'm not sure what the fuck is going on with Oscar. I think, you know, she's slipped majorly down further than she should have gone. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, and it is a bit disappointing, you know, because uh, of how bright Oscar was. And I still, I never go against Oscar predictions. I've got to learn myself. Prediction-wise, Dan, you go point ahead. <coughs> so you are 3-2 up as we head into our next match, which is for the WWE Championship, and it's AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. So let's have a look at the promo. Well, these two guys have had a lot of history between each other. We've seen Samoa Joe going to AJ Styles' house 
We've seen AJ Styles tapping out, but the referee not seeing it and pinning Samoa Joe. These two guys, there's a lot of pent-up aggression between the two of them. Page was seconds away from firing Samoa Joe until Styles said, no, I want to fight him. I want to beat him decisively. Anything goes. You know, last man standing kind of thing. Yeah, no count-outs, no disqualifications. We are going to get a winner here tonight. You can see already... AJ just take this gear and run towards each other as we start this match off. My God, Dan, before it ends, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for and new day one, the first match, and they retain their titles. So, retention is not a theme. I'm going for Joe, new champion. New champion. Uh, I, too, am going for and new WWE champion, Samoa Joe. Uh, so, we can't be separated there. I mean, what are your reasons behind Joe becoming WWE champion before I go on a rant again? No disrespect to AJ Styles. I think he's been a great champion, but I think he's getting a bit stale. I think he needs to... I think he works better as someone trying to capture a championship than defending it all the time. I think you know, he needs a new fresh face, a brand new face, i.e. Samoa Joe. Um, you know, and this kind of falls in his wheelhouse as well, you know. It's anything goes, no disqualification. There must be a winner. Must be a decisive finish. And I think that's where Joe's going to come into light. He's going to use any means necessary to beat AJ Styles and, you know, capture his first championship. Yeah, I mean, after watching him on uh, WWE Chronicle, we talked about the feuds that him and Styles were having on the way to SummerSlam. You're hoping for Joe to finally become champion and, you know, get to where I think he he, he deserves to be, you know. Uh, I think tonight is a great opportunity for him. These men have started really hot. Styles just got thrown over the announce table, but as you know, he just jumped straight back up again on the attack for Joe. These two men can deliver, but for me, it's going too close to the Nakamura feud now. Do you know what I mean? Like, never-ending. Styles now working on over Joe in the corner, ramming the shoulder into the midsection. Snapmare takedown and a kick to the back from Styles. He's starting off strong. Is there going to be any weapons in this match? I believe so. Well, anything is legal here, but the hatred for each other, they might just want to pound on each other and without the referee counting them out or be able to choke them on the ropes. But Joe seems to like this punishment at the moment. What's happened to the club? And he slams down Styles. I mean, they don't use Ganson anymore, do they? No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they do. I've seen them on social media and a few other places, but not really wrestling as much anymore. Their contracts are up in January, so you wonder if they're going to stick around. I highly doubt it, but they're going to keep a fucking useless team. Like, you know, just off the top of my head, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. You think Bobby Roode deserves to be released? I don't think he's done anything. You, you don't think he deserves a heel turn and to show what he did in NXT at all? That would be good, but I don't know. You know, maybe he might turn on Gable down the line and then have a long 12-month feud with him. Look, uh, there's other wrestlers I would release before Bobby Roode. I mean, just top of my head, Mojo Mojo Rawley, you know. (laughs) So, there's a lot of people there. Stoles has been thrown to the outside, and here comes Big Joe. Flying through the ring ropes there, taking out Styles. Joe means business tonight. I mean, excuse my language, everybody, but Joe is a bad motherfucker, and that's one thing he sells well. James! Sorry. I couldn't help it. James Francis Rowlands, <laughs> how dare you? Oh, fuck you, France. <laughs> now Joe's got stars on the outside. 
sends him into the steel stairs. I mean, keys to victory in this one is very difficult. So I'm going to leave it to you, Dan. Well, you know, if something's tough, it's got to be handled right. Um, keys to victory. Well, Styles has faltered with Joe. You know, we saw him allegedly tapping out last time. We saw him getting himself intentionally disqualified the match before that. So, you know, Styles, I think he needs a decisive victory over Samoa Joe to prove to not only everyone in the attendance and us, but to himself. Yes. You know, to be a legitimate champion, you've got to get a decisive victory. So, keys to victory. Styles, I think he needs to do things the correct way. I think he needs to finish Samoa Joe once and for all. You know, potentially ending this feud, which has been... Lackluster at best. He has been underwhelming, yeah. Um, and as far as Samoa Joe goes, I think, you know, he's he knows exactly what it takes to beat Styles. I think he's going to be the first to utilise weapons. I think he wants to put Styles in the ground, you know, so there is no doubt that he can beat Styles and he's going to end in with the Coquina Clutch. I think the Coquina Clutch yeah, is vital. I think once Joe gets that in, I think there's any way Styles... He's going to be able to get out of it. Don't get me wrong. We're not taking anything away from AJ Styles. I think he needs a bit of freshness. Styles, again, could switch to Hill if he wanted to. You know, there's, there's no need for it right now, but there's still a lot more mileage in the AJ Styles character that we haven't seen. The same with Samoa Joe. You know, coming out and being a, a babyface ass kicker would, you know, you I would pay to see that as well. But again, you know, with Styles, they could utilise the club. They can keep Ganderson around because fucking Anderson, he's a brilliant performer. And, you know, I've got a lot of time for him. Gallows, he's the big man in the tag team. You know, so he's the hard-hitting, heavy side one. Turnstiles Hill, bring the club with him. And, you know, you've got yourself a formidable force, potentially, you know, going against a few other three-man teams down the line. Well, even a three-man team will make it a four-man team. What the fuck is Finn Balor doing on Raw at the moment? You know, bring him across. Like Styles and Balor teaming up for the tag team titles would be pretty good, you know, to see. And then you can have the eventual <coughs> turn each other. You know, you can have the club together, whatever, you know. Uh, but and, again, and you know, we've, we've not seen two heavy, you know, two potential champions being in a tag team together, you know, we haven't seen them winning the titles together for ages. No, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's... I mean, you know, they've always turned into a tag team, i.e. the bar. But, you know, not like the one-man power trip and, you know, things like that. You know, teams that aren't tag teams. You know, yeah. John Cena and Michaels, I think they was champions before going yeah, into no, WrestleMania was, yeah, 23. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a while, but there's, there's always stuff you can do to kind of... Uh, freshen up the product that you haven't done for a long time. For me, SmackDown and Raw seems very um, repetitive, you know, week in, week out. It's like this one is same with the Nakamura feud that went over pay-per-view, you know, went from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, not having proper finishes and you got bored. The same with, you know, the other match we've seen, like Lynch versus Charlotte tonight, you know, that's going to carry on in the feud. But they've also been underwhelming as well. And you've got two wrestlers, the calibre of Styles and Nakamura. They should be having explosive matches. <clears throat> and again, with these two guys, you know, we know they can go hell for leather at each other. And there's a question, <coughs> it's a question why they're not. Are they being told to maybe don't go all out because we've got, you know, matches after you, so you can't do certain things and that? I mean, I, I'm just not sure. And, you know, you've got people like Daniel Bryan and Miz that could be interjected into this, which one of them will be. You know, we've got another one contendership match coming up. Add Daniel Bryan, Styles and fucking Joe together and you're looking at what is a classic on paper. So Mm. I don't... 
I don't understand what is happening at the moment. And even this match now, which started off with a lot of fire and aggression, has just kind of slowly petered out. And you can see the crowd a little bit quiet. Joe's just taken control. But Joe, you know, before he was inevitably injured, he was, you know, he was suited up. I thought he was going to join the corporation with Triple H, you know, and I thought that would have been a good move for him, being Triple H is heavy. And, nah. Well, Joe's been unfortunate, isn't he, to miss out on um, the past couple of WrestleManias. You know, he's scheduled to maybe face John Cena at last WrestleMania. Uh, but he has main event in the past two SummerSlams as well. I say main event, he's been in uh, championship matches. So I think Joe, as long as he keep injury-free, I think there's no way he can't not be WWE champion some. I just don't understand why they're not pulling the trigger. Why do they, Are they going to get Styles to break... Uh, CM Punk's record is that more important than actually what's going on with the product right now you know that is very true but again you know if it's a Healy type character they go on about how many days they've done I know I know it was Styles is, yeah but you know that's what they did that's why they did it with everything that's why Randy Orton won the world title because they didn't want Lesnar to be youngest champion you know and uh, that's why the Divas title that's why it was held on for that amount of time because uh, AJ had it originally. Styles now back in it, showing a bit of fire. Going for, what's that, a spinning crossbody? Second rope. Second rope. Dragon. Yes, yeah, well, there we go, we can see it. Second rope, reverse DDT. Goes for the cover, but only getting the two count. Two. But again, do you think this is really disrespectful for the WWE Championship to be defended like halfway through the card? It's disgusting. Yeah, and, and we mentioned it as well that the WWE Championship has not main evented the pay per view since the Universal Title has come around. Uh, the Intercontinental Title has main evented it. Why hasn't WWE? I, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know why for SmackDown they're getting treated like this because in a year's time when they move to Fox, they're going to be the A show. So maybe they are waiting, but. I think the WWE title needs to be as important or more important than the Universal Championship at the moment, especially when it's not getting defended all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's not Roman Reigns' fault, it's Vince McMahon's fault. Because he sees Reigns as a guy, he's got to put him in the, the position. And it's exactly what happened when CM Punk had the title reign. John Cena was main event in the pay-per-views and, and he was going middle of the card versus people like Daniel Bryan. Manchester, England. Manchester. And Styles now showing a little bit of comeback. Well, Samoa Joe, he had a bit of a flurry of his own, done the movement well. AJ Styles into the corner, turned him inside out with a clothesline, had a near pinfall. Styles come back with a flurry of his own, but Joe with a spinning, well, scoop power slam, taking down Styles, but Styles just managing to kick out. Uh. <coughs> okay, we've mentioned it again before, but the Universal Championship, is it what it should be now? Because, you know, we was a bit concerned about it. Was it going to pick up? Was it going to be what it should be? I have a World Heavyweight Championship then a Universal Championship, but I can understand why WWE have done it. Even now, you know, a couple of years after it's happened, I yes, it's a world title. Now I'm going to have to WWE title. I'm going to have to deal with it. But for me, the WWE title championship, the belt, it's still more important than the Universal title. I don't know what you think. Like, yeah. for for me, it's always going to be that way because of the kind of rich history. And I think with a world title, you could have done that as well. And talked about all oh, this dates back from the NWA, you know, BCW and stuff like that. Uh, but obviously, Universal brand, what WWE are all about. So, and we're in Australia, so you know, maybe it makes sense <coughs> that the Universal title is not being defended here tonight. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. 
across the whole WWE universe. And now they replaced Brock Lesnar, you know, because he'd never defend the title with Reigns, who will defend his title in uh, November. <laughs> so. November 2nd. Yeah. Well, Styles has been busted open. I think he's got internal bleeding. Joe has gone to introduce the first weapon into this match, and he's got himself a chair. Oh! oh. And Styles with a drop kick to Joe. Who had the chair ready to <laughs> just pummel AJ Styles, sends Joe halfway across the ring. You know, this is a grudge match. This is uh, two men that hate each other. but And no disqualification if it goes. But a little bit of blood. The referee has to put the gloves on, make sure he, you know, gets rid of it because it's PG. I mean, is that lacking a little bit? I know PG era, we've talked about it before. But a little bit, not of blood, but, you know, contact, a little bit of action. And we've seen the Hen and Cell match Orton had. That was, you know, vicious and we saw yeah. a bit of blood. But I'll tell you one thing some matches do miss is a crimson mask. I think it as well, yeah. I know it's horrible if you think about the actual aid of blading or where you sit, but like as a pitch, it's like in boxing. You know what I mean? You're always going to see a bit of blood, aren't you, when they're getting beaten up? It's not always going to be, you know. Well, I think they've gone too, PG. Yeah. You know, I do like to. It does tell a good story, especially in grudge matches as well, you know. Someone's just so pissed off with someone else because, you know, something's happened. Bang, they've hit them so hard. Busted open. Yeah. And there were a lot of visuals as well in, in throughout time of like uh, Austin, Austin at 13, yeah. isn't it? You know, in the sharpshooter. Or Vincent Mann at WrestleMania 19 when he come above the mat with like, oh, a crimson mask. Well, Styles using a chair as a tag team partner to try and take Joe out. Gets caught Irinagi over the steel chair. But Joe only managing to get a two count. Two. And that came back to haunt AJ. AJ maybe got caught up in it. Had the chair down, you know, sitting on it, having a go. At Samoa Joe, and then trying to use offensive, letting Joe recover. The thing is about Samoa Joe, is, you know, you can't let him recover for a big man. He doesn't tire when the match goes on. He's one of these kind of freak athletes that gets as strong as anybody else. The same with Kevin Owens as well. Well, way. Joe, get the table. Well, Joe's got wood in his hands. He looks to set it up. Oh, my God. Joe's more focused on using that chair on the back of AJ. Do you think AJ Styles needs to go back to his short haircut? Nah, I think it would look weird now for me. I think I've used to his look. And that's definitely internal bleeding there. Most definitely. But Joe set a table up. Is he going to muscle buster AJ through it? Corey. <laughs> You're a Corey. <laughs> Joe's setting AJ up on that top turnbuckle. Table's not far enough away. And this is going to end badly. For Joe. I think for both men. Oh my God, see the mass of people in attendance. And AJ's got Joe up on his shoulders. Oh! Sends Joe through the table. But did Joe's knee hit? Did his leg? Massive impact there on the table. Like you said, the table wasn't pushed far back enough, was it? AJ basically Mm. went through it. I think Joe got the uh, majority of that because Styles <coughs> looks less out of it than Joe does. Well, this is awesome chance, and AJ is going to focus maybe on that leg now. Well, setting him up for the um, calf crush. Calf crusher. Well, Styles just noticed Joe can't get to his feet. Referee checking him, and Styles. What's he going to do? Is he going to leave Joe to recover? No. 
He's faking it, ref. Well, they might call for it. <clears throat> if he can't stand, Stoll say no. You, you just stand over here, ref. You just, you just wait there, mate. Well, Joe said he's fine. But he's a one-legged man at the moment in an ass-kicking contest. Styles targeting that left knee of Joe. Oh, my God. This is an assault. This is payback for everything he said about the family. Daddy's home. Everything he said about his children. Oh, my God. Works on Alexa Moore. Great intelligence by Styles and how he smells blood. <coughs> DDT Joe's foot. He <laughs> <laughs> did though. He did though, didn't he? Oh my god, AJ's rolled into it. He's then he got it locked in, but Joe's turned it round. Continue the clutch. And now he's on his side, intelligently on his side, so he can't get pinned from it. And he's got stars and I said as soon as he got this in, this is over. But his leg, he couldn't get the proper leg lock to it. Styles gets to the bottom rope. Referee's not calling for a break, though, because he doesn't need to. Anything goes, and Styles escapes to the outside. Oh! Joe caught with a huge kick to the face. Yeah, we're getting a WWE title match before the number one contendership match. Important. <laughs> Small important to be number one contender, guys. Well, it's good it. to know who you're going for, who you're going to be potentially facing. I suppose so, but AJ now looking to maybe finish this off forearm to Joe. Hangs him up on the top rope. And Joe just drops with a thud. Well, it's because he's fat. No, because he's taking so much punishment, you fattest. No, you're fattest. Oh. Set him up, knock him down. And our stars. Got no remorse at all. Got to look for that 450. Bang, onto the knee as well. Very clever by Styles. We've seen him DDT and 450 a leg today. <laughs> you imagine that? What else? Will Phenomenal forearm to the left Styles knee. Styles clash to the leg. <clears throat> well, Joe can't stand, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's struggling. Rolls to the outside and just hits the floor with a thump. Because he's fat. No, because he's taking so much punishment. Stop being so fattest. No, Dan, I'm fattest. Oh, for fuck's sake. Stars now goes to the outside with Joe. And Joe can't support his own body weight. Why, because he's fat? <laughs> no, he's not fat. Just because of the amount of punishment he's taking with his knee. Don't be fattest. No, I'm fattest. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Joe's fattest. <laughs> <laughs> Piper Niven's fattest. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, and Joe just pushing away Styles, trying to get away. Hits him with a couple of chops. Actually using just normal fucking deck chairs. Well, they're in the crowd now. Oh, AJ is. I'll sweep his legs out from behind. Here comes Styles. Phenomenal forearm. Off barricade. It's not a false count anywhere match, though. But he Joe. doesn't even look for a pin. Joe's out. Joe's gone. Juggernaut Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was starting at seven, but that's the American time, isn't it? Yeah. So when I wake up at seven, I was like, shall I? Then I was like, no. And I was like, oh, Formula One, bang. All well, Styles throws in the dead weight of Joe. 
Well, because he's fat. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> the amount of punishment he's taking on the outside. Don't be fattest. No, you're fattest. No, for fuck's sake. And now Styles going to go again. Phenomenal forearm to the knee. It looks like Joe don't want none. Oh, Duck Sun catches him. Coquina clutch. Can he drop it and wrap the legs round? Well, the legs are taking so much punishment. Styles backing up in the corner, struggling, wrestling with the fact he might be losing the uh, WWE title. He's going to be losing consciousness as well. Oh, Exploder my. suplex while he had his God. Coquina clutch locked in. One, One two, two oh. That's sitting higher than the fucking championship match. That's going to be main event, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Buddy Murphy's main event. Oh, my God. Styles managing to kick out. Uh. And Joe now setting AJ up. Muscle buster. If he hits this, this is over. Styles with the backside. Though. Joe couldn't hold the weight of Styles. Going to roll him up. One, two. Joe turns it around. Coquina clutch. Can't lock the legs round, though. And Styles struggling to fight. Turns it round. One, two. Oh, no. in the hold. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. But AJ's going to pick the leg. Transition in there. Trying to get the calf crusher in. And if he can get it in, this might be over. Joe's got some tree trunks. Stars has got it now. Oh, my God. Joe in all sorts of trouble. Leg injured. Joe's fighting for his opportunity. But is it worth your career? Can he get to the rope? Doesn't matter. Oh! Joe taps. What? Joe taps. Joe. Oh my God! AJ Styles has beaten Samoa Joe by submission. I didn't see that coming. I tell you that. Um, Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it's one of their better matches. This one seemed more personal. It seemed like it had more fight to it. Um, it kind of fizzled out towards you know the early part of the middle but it picked up again and uh i don't know they didn't really utilize the anything goes yeah, yeah and yeah. you know it's i think they should have utilized that more especially made it a bit more personal but it wasn't a terrible match no it wasn't you know we had a couple of spots uh with it you know the chairs and stuff like that as well so i mean it was interesting enough uh, it's okay. It's a bit of a surprise finish with the submission. Points wise, Dan, we both get no points. So you go four three, uh, and we move on to our next match, which is going to be all the Bellas and Ronda Rousey versus Riot Squad. The Riot Squad with two T's. So our next match is Ronda Rousey and the Bellas, who are coming out now versus the Riot Squad with two T's. Um, so prediction wise in this one, well, it's pretty obvious for me. I have gone in this one, Dan, the Rousey and the Bellas. I'm thinking a bit outside the box here. Because I believe that Ronda Rousey is going to face Nikki Bella at Evolution for the Women's Championship. So I believe that Nikki Bella is going to turn on Ronda Rousey. But not tonight. I've gone Uh, for Rousey, Nikki Nikki and and Dangerous. Dangerous. Well, speaking of Dangerous, Dan, talk about raw news. Brie Bella interested incident uh, that happened on Monday night on Raw a couple of weeks ago, which she inadvertently kicked Liv Morgan in the face during a six-woman tag team match. 
Well, the mistake came as Bella was mimicking her husband, Daniel Bryan, delivering the yes kicks to Morgan. She appeared to miss time two of her kicks and caught Morgan flush in the face with Morgan, with Morgan slowly crumpling to the canvas. WWE star Daniel Bryan defended his wife, Brie Bella, on Monday after she received criticism for inadvertently injuring fellow wrestler Liv Morgan on Raw. Yeah, Bella missed time to kick on Morgan. That resulted in Morgan suffering a concussion. W confirmed to TMZ in a series of tweets. Brian said he'd been guilty of accidentally hurt wrestlers as well, as that criticism directed Bear. Well, his tweet goes on to say, I am proud of how strong my wife is. After accidentally injuring Liv Morgan last week, the first time Breeze ever hurt another performer. She's been a su- subject to a constant barrage of social media attacks. Almost every wrestler has accidentally hurt someone. But rarely do you see this kind of hate when it happens. For example, I can cuss Randy Orton. You can't. In 2012, after hitting him, it was supposed to be a chair to the back. Unfortunately, part of the side hit him in the back of the head and he was forced to miss a pay-per-view. Well, despite all that, never did I receive the backlash Breed did this week. With all the negative things said about my wife, nobody was harder on her than she was on herself. Thank you to the many people who reached out to support her, both publicly and privately. We all wish Liv Morgan a speedy recovery. Well, WWE shared a video of Morgan appearing at a live event on Sunday in Abbotsford, in Abbotsford British Columbia. So six days before their match at Super Showdown, Riot, Logan and Liv send a message to the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey. Morgan seemingly indicated she'll be on Raw as well, tweeted Monday, Monday night, Liv, as scheduled. Morgan is supposed to team with fellow Riot Squad members, Ruby Riot with two Ts and Sarah Logan for a six-woman tag against the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey at Super Showdown today. WWE has yet to officially rule Morgan out of the match. Uh, Dave Meltzer, whose star evaluation no one cares about, reported she'll undergo further evaluation Monday at Raw. We start this one, and Ruby writes on the attack early on Brie Bella. We're going to cut this down. We'll talk about keys to victory. Dan, what do the Bellas and Rousey have to do if they want to win this? Uh, the Bellas and Rousey just need to tag in Ronda Rousey, <laughs> and uh, she'll run through the Riot squad. Saying that, though, uh, Rousey did have quite a competitive match with Ruby Riot. On Raw? Yeah, no, yeah, it was quite a good match. I was surprised they gave it to us so early, but Rousey got the job done in the end, didn't she? Yeah. To be expected, I suppose. Of course, undefeated here. And Liv Morgan might want to come in for a bit of revenge against Bree. So that's Nikki in there at the moment. When Bree gets tagged in. Yeah. <clears throat> Nikki's the um, bigger Bella, isn't she? She is the more Chester-called one, yes. <clears throat> but I think, you know, if the Riot Squad want to win this match... Liv Morgan needs to get her tits out. Oh personally. my God, spine buster there by Nikki Bella going for the cover. Right, managed to kick the... out. Ah. Rowdy wants a tag. What do you thought of Ronda Rousey then since uh, making a full-time debut? I think she needs... Um, I don't know. It's, she seems to be missing something. Promo? No, a bit of talent. <laughs> she has got talent. Yeah. Because if you went to try and touch it, you'd break your fucking arm. That's why. I'll be worth it. I'll be <laughs> touching Liv Morgan. Out of them six, Liv Morgan. Yeah, but isn't it a surprise? Wait a minute. So over to my young classics, Tony Storm, Tanara Conte, they're little blonde girls. Liv Morgan, she's turned her hair to pink now, but she's still quite small. And Alexa Bliss. So you kind of got, you think, are four very talented women, shall we say. It's good that you don't judge on their appearances or anything like that, Dan, or talent. Well, you can't fuck a good personality, can you? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Come on now, son. Uh, Oh, my God. Bree's got Liv's 
tongue. Kiss it. And after giving a concussion a couple of weeks ago, but live with a nice forearm. And Brie with a drop kick. Oh my gosh, going in Brie mode, which means she's going to hurt Liv Morgan, knee to the face. Calls her a loser. Goes for the cover, but Liv managing to kick out. Oh. It's been all Bellas and Rousey at the moment. Oh, it's been all Bellas. Rousey hasn't even got a look in yet. Nice double suplex there, but Morgan again getting the shoulder up at two. Two. And they're desperate for getting a tag. The Bellas are doing exactly what the right squad wanted to do. Rack attack 2.0, but Liv's fighting out. Gets a tag to Logan. And Sarah Logan's a beast as she comes in there with a big knee to the face. Oh. Two. two. <laughs> oh, my God. But Nikki gets shot off at two. Two. And now Liv's mounted her. No. Nope. Sarah. Sarah. I can't be saying Sarah mounted her. Disgusting. And now Logan mounted her. Wolverine. Comes down with the right hands. Well, she might be Wolverine's son by the look of her. Daughter. Don't fucking hell. Might be Wolverine's daughter by the look of her. After Logan Two. threw her into uh, Liv, Liv Morgan's knees. And now puts her in the um, corner. See how grown up are you right now? You don't even want to talk about the match. You just want to talk about other stuff because this doesn't interest you. Because you hate women and just see them as sexual objects. Yep. So there we go. We got it here recorded. That's Dan's thoughts. That's what goes through his head every time we watch women's wrestling. I'm looking for nip slips, crutch lips, arse slips, and bend overs. <laughs> Go on, Logan. Get up. <clears throat> As we come towards the re- women's evolution, and <laughs> you're doing your best to try and bring it back to the dark ages. Hashtag me. You'd love it if you got touched. <laughs> And now it's been... Nikki, Nikki managing Nikki, to yeah. fight out from Sarah Logan's clutches. From a what? Clutches. Oh, Come on, James. Get your fucking mind out of the gutter, you sick, perverted <laughs> fuck. It's not all about sex, you know. Oh, and Logan is mocking Rousey, but she gets rolled up by Nikki, but managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And very intelligently, Logan gets in between Rousey and Nikki. But he's saying she's not intelligent and it's very intelligent that she's doing it. Maybe yeah, she's just nice to do it. Walk, she's stupid because she's a woman, is she, Dan? You fucking pervert. Yeah, you, well, no, you, I'm not You sexist. You're womanist. I'm still trying to figure out what any of these six women are doing that far away from the fucking... Why do women wear watches? Why don't... Why women... Why do women don't wear watches? Why? Because there's a clock on the oven, isn't there? Fucking hell. Why have women got small feet? Why? So they can get close to the sink. Yeah. Why do women get married in white? Why? Because it matches everything else in the kitchen. Yeah. Why did you tell a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. You've already told her twice. No, she would have been told. Yeah. A but door, a table, a fist. <laughs> Nikki got some separation from Sarah Logan, but great teaming by the right squad, stopping her from getting tagged to Nikki, uh, to Bree. Now she's pushed off Sarah Logan. Well, and Rousey's there. Liv took out Rousey, but Rousey's got in now. Logan's. Going twi- right towards her. She's not backing down. But she's back down on the mat. <coughs> and again. Oh, here comes Liv and Rallat. Flips her over. Slams her down. Yeah, here comes Ruby Ruby's Riot. turn. Oh. She gets dropped as well. And Rousey means business. Got Logan. Flips her over. And now getting ready. And oh my God. 
Rousey going absolutely crazy. Using illegal strikes. <clears throat> and I'll tell you something interesting. When's the last time Ronda Rousey was in Australia, Dan? When she lost in a UFC fight. Yeah, when she got beaten by Holly Holm. Back here, a bit more successful. The Bellas come in, get rid of Wright and Morgan. That was brief. Brie sent into the ring post. Nikki sent into Barry Caber, gets a foot up. Oh, and returns a favour to Ruby Riot. Uh-oh, Rousey's got the <clears throat> arm of Sarah Logan. Living, though. Breaks it up. I suppose you only live twice. And now she's asking Logan if she's all right. And now Liv and Sarah Logan double-teaming Ronda. <clears throat> Uh-oh. He's not having it. She's got both women now. Oh! Slams them both down. And now she's got the arm. Oh, she's got them double-stacked. No, she's not. She's got both arms. And now arm breakers. <clears throat> they tap out. Both women tap. <laughs> Dual submission by Rousey. We talked about Joe earlier. Rousey is a bad motherfucker. Dan? You're a cunt. Right, um. <laughs> James? Likes kids. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was quite impressive. It made Ronda Rousey look really fucking strong. It made Sarah Logan and Liv look a bit weak. But I'm sure they'll be able to recover from that. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's not really a bad word to say about this match. I think it was right on the money, right on the nose. Does exactly what it says on the team. Exactly. Shorten's what we needed, you know. Uh, not a bad match at all. Rousey looks like a killer. But our next match could be very important because it is for the cruiserweight title. My man, Buddy Murphy, in his hometown. Here he comes draped with the Australian flag. He's going to be ready for action against Cedric Alexander, a man who's not lost in 365 days. He's been pinned in singles action. <coughs> Australians hold a WWE Championship in the NXT Tag Team title held with uh, Wesley Blake yeah Hello. so Dan who have you gone for in this one well James as you said Cedric Alexander hasn't been pinned in over a year in singles competition but tonight and new day one earlier <laughs> but still I'm going to go for Murphy. Murphy, I think it's the best choice. And I, too, have gone for my man, Buddy Murphy. And like you say, you know, you've got to go Murphy in this one. You've seen the light now. The best-kept secret on 205 Live is now probably one of the best in-ring talents in WWE because week in, week out, he proves it. Whether it be, you know, Lucha House Party against Alexander, against Mustafa Ali, he always puts in a great effort. And tonight is his night to sit atop the WWE Cruiserweight division and what better way of doing it than winning his first single championship than against Alexander in his home country of Australia no I don't think any of that at all I just think it's because he's in Australia he's going to win <laughs> enough said so here we go bell rings and this should be a great encounter for both men I'm really looking forward to this keys to victory he's a difficult one to call I think for me Murphy in this one Needs to not be overconfident. Yes, he's going to have the crowd behind him. Yes, he's got the advantage in speed and power and strength and intelligence. But, you know, Alexander might be able to pull an upset victory. What does Cedric have to do if he wants to win? Um, well, he, you know, he needs to kind of ignore the crowd. Well, it might be it. Big knee. Oh, oh no. But he needs to ignore the crowd. And he needs to, you know, just think inside the ring. You know, 
Don't take anything out of the ring. Just, you know, go with what you know, Cedric. And now Murphy going up to the top rope. Oh, oh. Alexander intelligently rolling out the ring. Getting some separation between the two. But Murphy's coming flying oh, over the top rope. Oh, my God. Takes Ced out. Like a missile over the top. Throws Alexander back in the ring. And now Murphy's up. Going to try to put Alexander away early. Oh. Knees. One, two. Oh. And Alexander just kicking out. Uh. But will the age of Alexander happen here tonight? Oh, my word. Alexander the Great. He needs to weather this early storm if he's going to come out of this match the other side. <clears throat> well, Murphy going for a lot of pinfall attempts early on in this match. Trying to get it over and done with as quickly as possible. Oh, Murphy goes for the kick, but Cedric moves out of the way. It's an uppercut of his own. Now, this is Cedric Alexander's time to get back into this match. Now, we've gone for the same person. I want Alexander to win. <laughs> Murphy gets the foot caught. Back elbow by Cedric. Knocks Murphy for six. And that's a cricket turn, by the way. Now Murphy looks slow down the pace after that frantic start with a sleep hold. Murphy throws Cedric straight into the second turnbuckle, head first. Buddy Murphy tonight looks serious. He's focused. This is his time, and Alexander in serious trouble. Here comes Buddy Murphy running in. Oh, my God. And he runs into a big boot from Alexander there. Knocks him for six. I thought it's the same cricket turn. Oh, he... knocks him for four. <laughs> it bounced before it went over the boundary. Twat. Well, he bowled him out right there with that super kick to the face. That's he did catch him with a long side larraping long hop. Yeah, he's in the googlies. No, James, you're just thinking penises. <laughs> Best cricket one ever was the batsman's holding the bowler's willy. <laughs> And Murphy there, big back elbow, rocking down Cedric. Pick her up, suck me off, drop her off home, ta-da. And now Murphy pushed off the top right by Cedric, but comes back up. Huge leap in ability, tries again. But Cedric's got him. Oh, oh, my God. Turns him inside out. Go for that cover. One, two. Yeah. Oh, cha pass. Nowhere near. Look at the power still left in Murphy to be able to kick out. <laughs> That's a, it's, that was a powerful kick out. <laughs> Come on, said. Alexander runs in, hits him in the midsection. So up in Seguri, follows up with a knee to the face. Now said's kick this up again, springboards his way back into the ring off the bottom rope, plants Murphy with a flatliner, but Murphy goes to the outside. No. Said's going to go flying. Takes out, buddy. But not as impressive as Murphy's dive earlier. We didn't have enough space, though, because there's fucking announce tables, you tall. Uh, no, I'm saying it wasn't as impressive as earlier. That's, oh. what, that's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Deal with it. Well, opinions are like arseholes, James, and yeah. you are one. <laughs> and they're diving over the top. Not as impressive as Buddy Murphy, but still Yeah, because uh, Buddy Murphy needed to hold on to the top rope to spin himself over where Cedric Alexander didn't. And now Alexander's going to springboard back in, throws Murphy in. Buddy Murphy catches him. Standing switch by Alexander, though. Pushes him against the ropes. Hand spring kick to the face. Oh turns Murphy God. inside out. One, two, good night. No, not good night at all. He gets shot up at two. Two. Murphy there showing great athleticism to be able to spin round to the impact of the clothesline. I love his selling. You're fucking bigging up Murphy because he got kicked in the face. 
Yeah. You're a cock. And wrestling's about selling as well as taking doing the moves, you know. You gotta appreciate the action on both. It's the denouement. And Alexander now might be looking to put Murphy away. Lumbar check time. And this would be, I would say, a huge upset. Oh, Murphy blocking it. He knows it's the best strategy. No, Murphy clever. Lands on his feet. Huge oh. boot to the face of Cedric. But he hits an uppercut of his own. And now Murphy <clears throat> stranded on that second rope. You're going to pay. You're going to pay. And a huge buddy chant. Hey, what, buddy. what would you expect here? And Alexander now getting stopped by Murphy. Sunset flip, but Alexander holds on to the top rope. Looking to punch Murphy in the face. Oh, Gets my his head God. stuck. Bang, set up power by one, two. two. Oh. oh, but Cedric doesn't go down that easily and he manages to kick out. But Cedric has no idea where he is right now. You're in Australia, mate. Well, there's 70,000 Australians cheering on. Buddy Murphy now in his cruiserweight pursuit. And you hope that he can get the job done. Sorry, what? So cheering on Cedric Alexander. You said Buddy Murphy by mistake. They're not cheering on Cedric. They're cheering on Buddy. <coughs> Step up in Segura from Alexander. Step up in Segura from Alexander. Knocks Murphy for six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Cedric there goes for the kick. Murphy's got him. Pushed away, top right. Oh, hits him with a knee. That hit him for six. And now Murphy, Murphy's law. No, Alexander rolls him through. One, two, quick count. Quick no, count. no, oh. not a quick count. Only a two. Oh, Spanish fly. That's it. All over. One, two. Yeah. Dirty knee. Buddy Murphy managing the kick out. Boom. Lumbar check. That is it. One, two. Jam. Yes. And Murphy managing to kick out <coughs> of the finisher of Cedric Alexander. He cannot believe it. It's Buddy's time, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but another lumbar checker put Buddy in the ground. That lumbar check hit Murphy for six. Well, there's 70,000 Australians here that are hoping Murphy can get the job done. If Murphy wins, they riot. Oh, another lumbar check. No, Murphy clever throws Alexander on the apron. He lands on his feet and Murphy's still unable to recover. Said's going to spring his way back in. Oh, oh, gets caught with a knee to the jaw. And Murphy's law hits it. Goes for the cover. One, One two, two, kick three. out. And listen to the reaction of the crowd. My man, Buddy Murphy, is your Cruiserweight champion. This is Buddy Town. Wins it in the match of the night at this moment in time. Fair play, Buddy Murphy. What a fantastic match. Well, showed what the Cruiserweights can do in this one. Hard-hitting affair. The right reaction. How many times you see the crowd go absolutely mental over someone winning the title. And then Murphy has won. In his hometown, a great moment. This is a show to remember now just because of this title change. Dan, what do you think of the match? Well, I'm sure if the match with Alexander would have won it. I thought the match was absolutely perfect. Both guys done really well. Cedric Alexander, you can see he gave it his all in the match. It just wasn't enough. Um, you know, the chemistry these two guys have is impeccable. 
And this is why 205 Live should be on the main card every pay-per-view. Yeah. And you don't mind Alexander getting a title ring match even though he is black? They'd probably steal a victory. Yeah, all right, fine. As long as we're right, because, you know, we've dealt with women's, we've dealt with the blacks tonight. Let's see what else we got as the rest of the card moves on. Murphy gets his moment here, though, in Australia. And all the negativity, all the people that never said he could get the job done, he does it tonight. And I, for one, am proud of Buddy Murphy. Well done, son. Take a bow. Even though he is ginger. Well, here we go. Up next, it's a shield. Versus Strowman, Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Well, the dogs are already out here as we see the House of Justice in the shield and the face masks on. They mean business. Uh, Prediction-wise, for this action gets underway. I have gone the shield in this one. I don't think it's that much of a surprise. Dan, who have you gone for? Dream broken dreams. Sierra Hotel in Dakar, Lima Delta. Shield. Yeah, I should say after that match, sorry, after the Cruiserweight title match, uh, another point each for us. It goes 6-5 to Dan. And, of course, with the Shield being our, our saying, we still got to go different, but there's still two matches afterwards as the Shield come here through the sea of mass. But the question is, is there any cracks in this Shield? Do you see them? Or Ambrose is a weak link, maybe, Dan? What are your thoughts on it at the moment? Um, well, watching Raw last week... And Baron Corbin said, look, you can either go against Seth Rollins for the IC title tonight. You can either go and answer the fucking phone. You can either go against Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. You can go against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Or you can go against Braun Strowman. And he went against Braun Strowman. Not that he even answered that, but he went against Braun Strowman. Um, He did have words with both Ambrose, uh, with both Rollins and... Um, Reigns after saying that I could have been, I could be standing there IC champion and I could be standing there Universal champion. But you know his heart is with the Shield for now. For now, and it's important. Do you see a Shield break up in the future? Again, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. And the reason why I say that is because it works so well and they get such a good reaction and the Reigns get such a good reaction. Yeah, this is the thing. At the moment, I mean, they worked it so well a couple of weeks ago with the Shield in action uh, against Corbin, the authors of pain. You know, Reigns came out, he got a cheer that like, start the match, they cheered and he got the victory as well. So the fans were cheering because the Shield won. Looks like Reigns has won, you know, so it's great. Idea for what they're doing. Here we go. How's it justice? Go on, Dane. Beat that Scottish cunt. Versus the Dogs of War. <clears throat> And here we go. We've got Ambrose and Rollins teaming up with Drew McIntyre. Strowman and Reigns going at it. Ambrose has been eliminated. Sorry, McIntyre's been eliminated from the Rumble. And now all three men turn their attentions to the monster among men, Strowman. And this is what the Shield is so good at, picking apart their opponents. And it is daring. But they're not staying in their ring. They're going to destroy the Dogs of War. And they're looking to already take out the monster among men. They've got the announce table free. And they're setting up Strowman now. Well, this is an all-out brawl at this moment in time. Referee's not really got control of it. And they're going to try and triple shield bomb. No, here comes Ziggler back up and McIntyre. And stopping that from happening. And maybe they were just uh, playing possum. Hello, possums down under. And now Strowman with Rollins. McIntyre's beating Reigns down. And Ziggler's after Ambrose. 
Now McIntyre chopping Rollins and Strowman, throws him in the ring. And Ziggler's always got confidence. And he's had a history of Seth Rollins over the Intercontinental title. Seth says, ring the bell anyway. Oh! Huge DDT Lance by Rollins. Ziggler. One, two. Oh, oh, but Seth managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And now Ziggler tags in McIntyre. McIntyre beats Seth Rollins on Monday night. He's still got a victory. Yeah, in the record books, it says victory for McIntyre. Taxi for McIntyre. And now McIntyre working over Seth Rollins. I mean, he's won a title that Bo Dallas has won, for fuck's sake. I know, he's so impressive, isn't he, McIntyre? You're right. As he backs up, Rollins in the corner, tags in Big Braun Strowman, and is he the Ryback of 2018? This is the question you've got to ask yourself. Will he win a universal title? It seems so obvious as he comes running into Seth Rollins, and he's got unfinished business with Roman Reigns still. Says, get in here, boy. No worries, I'm going to fuck it. <clears throat> well, Strowman is country strong. And he sends Rollins back, and Rollins got look, try and get a tag soon. He's just getting whipped from pillar to post. Is this wise for the Dogs of War to single out Rollins? I, I think it is, because then you've got a question if Ambrose is going to be in it or not. If Ambrose will turn his back on the shield and say, nah, fuck it, Rollins is getting there. I'll leave Reigns and Rollins defend for themselves. Maybe this is what they want to do. I think with Rollins, though, we know his heart, determination, how tough he can be. So it's difficult focusing on any of the Shield. You might argue Ambrose because of his injury, but he's like a different animal. Uh, maybe Roman Reigns, but again, the punishment he's taken in Brooklyn, we know Reigns will probably outlast him here as well. What I'd be surprised about if it's Ziggler in there the majority of time. With two big, powerful men like that, you know, they can cut the ring off. And now Ziggler's in trouble asleep and Rollins escaping. But is it maybe wise, you know, wearing out Ziggler? We know he's got longevity. He's been spent loads of time in Royal Rumbles. He's, you know, he's tenacity. He's been about for longer than these two other guys as well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you let Ziggler run around, let him wear himself out, let him wear the shield out, and then you've got the two big guys there who, you know, notoriously big guys, they do lose their breath earlier on. I would agree with you, apart from McIntyre and Strome, because we know the punishment they can deal out. And in the short burst of space that they've got... Any other normal big minutes. man, yeah, Yeah, no, anybody trouble. else, they would be. But you know what McIntyre can do? And he can, he can go there, and, and the amount of punishment he can dish out in a short space of time would be enough to normally beat him as well. Normally running past him or a couple of big moves like that, Strome gets the job done. And as we see with McIntyre, Taunton here... Looks in great shape. Tags in Dolph Ziggler. And of course, like you mentioned, well, you, you try to diss it, but former NXT champion Drew McIntyre came back after being released and said he's going to make a go on it, start from the ground up. He's earned everything he has. He's positioned on the card right now. And of course, Raw Tag Team Champion with Dolph Ziggler, who is a veteran, and I'm still a fan of Ziggler as well. He was Chavo Guerrero's caddy. Who's Ziggler? Yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere, haven't you? And then he went Steve to the Austin Spirit was a ring Squad. Ma- Steve Austin was a ringmaster. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know, you saying it like you're kind of like, well, this is what he wants. Well, there we go. No, I'm just saying he was Chavo Guerrero's caddy to come the way distance he's come, money in the bank winner. <laughs> Do you want to fucking take this outside? <laughs> <laughs> going to jump back. 
Zol Sigler is a two-time world heavyweight champion. Correct. And he's taking Rollins out right now with a sleeper. Correct. See, I was just stating facts. Well done, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins is currently in the ring. Oh, they've, got, they've got long hair and vests on. I mean, it could be Roman Reigns. I'm racist like <laughs> you, do you know? <laughs> I'm just disappointed there's no women in this match. <laughs> or blacks. <laughs> uh, I felt sorry for Naomi when I saw her earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All we got is a fucking dirty, sweaty sock. Oh, and Rollins got a submission from Drew McIntyre looking to get a bit of separation. Can he tag in maybe one of his shield brethren? No. Goes over to Braun Strowman who comes in and wipes out Ambrose and Reigns. Sends them careering off into the barricade. And now it's just Braun Strowman in there. The monk's monster has got hold of Rollins. And Rollins looks dead weight at this moment in time. Well, he's taken a bit of beating by Seth Rollins. And now he's taken a shoulder to the midsection from Strowman. Yeah, Seth Rollins has been beaten up. Ziggler gets a tag in. No, Ziggler with a bit of energy. But you got to wonder how fresh Reigns and Ambrose are. And Ziggler say, no one cares. Come on, do something. And Reigns now is doing something, fighting out the corner. Oh, big rights for Ziggler. A big right for Strowman <coughs> and McIntyre. But gets caught, hits buckle bomb on Ziggler. Well, Ziggler tried that famously. Like he said, unsuccessful. The only problem was he threw him in his corner. So McIntyre picks him up easily. Got a powerbombing. No, Rollins turns it into a Hurricane Runner. Strowman now gets a tag in. Oh, my God. And he gets run through by Strowman. But even if he made it to his corner, there's no one there for him to tag. He's unstoppable. How do you stop him? You can't. He's unstoppable. <laughs> and look at Strowman running into Rollins. Flattens him. And I think Strowman could win now, but he wants to hurt the Shield. Imagine just injuring a member of the Shield. Imagine injuring Seth Rollins. The Shield is gone yet again. The Shield's architect. And now where is Strowman going? Well, stepping over that top rope. Is he going to go flying? No, surely not. Don't call me Shirley, but he looks set to go up top. Well, we've never seen Strowman go up before. He doesn't need to. He's tall enough. (laughs) He doesn't look very steady on his feet. Oh, my God. And he's up finally. Here comes Strowman. Nobody. Harry Rollins moved out the way. And what a huge mistake that was. And now Rollins looking in his corner. Ambrose slowly getting to his feet. He's on the open. I don't know if Strowman knows where he is. Can Rollins get the tag to Ambrose? Can Strowman get the tag to Ziggler? Well, Ziggler's in. So is Ambrose. The lunatic fringe with a clothesline. A second one to Ziggler. Irish whip. Looking for another clothesline. Ziggler ducks it. Looking for a crossbody. Gets caught by Ambrose. Fall away slam. And Ziggler falls to the outside. On the apron. Ambrose got hold of him. Is he going to bring him into the ring the hard way? No. Ziggler lands on his feet. Looking for the zigzag. But Ambrose holds on. McIntyre up the apron, gets punched off it. But that gives Ziggler enough time to recover. Looking for the famous. Uh, Dean oh. Ambrose blocks it, goes for his dirty deeds. Ziggler blocks that, super kick. Ambrose blocks that. Now picks up Ziggler, slams him down. Face first into the mat. Ambrose with a cover. One, two. Oh. oh. 
Well, Ziggler at last second managing the kick out. Oh. Uh. Well, going up. Strowman missed earlier. Will he make the same mistake? Ziggler goes to follow him. Ambrose is holding on though, fighting off Ziggler. Headbutt. Ziggler sent all the way down now. Ambrose going to fly off with an elbow. Bang. Takes him down. Ziggler rolls through. Goes to cover. Two. Oh. oh. But Ambrose managing, managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Oh. Double cross body. What impact there by both men. <coughs> like they were thrown out of a moving auto vehicle. Ziggler looking to stop Ambrose, but he needs to tag a McIntyre. And Juice stops Ambrose. Looking for a back body drop, but Ambrose lands on his feet. Neck breaker. Can he get across to Reigns? And Roman hasn't been in this match officially yet. Here he comes. And Drew's in a little bit of trouble now with Reigns. Big boot. Big uppercut knocking Drew for six. And Drew McIntyre is bigger than Roman Reigns. Even though Reigns at the moment is clotheslining Drew in the corner. He's not stronger though. Here comes Reigns running in and McIntyre gets clotheslined over the top. Eliminated from the rumble. Lands on his feet though. And now here comes Reigns. Drive by. Throws Drew back in the ring. Gets planted with a DDT. Could this be it? One, two. Drew just standing the match. Drew will not be pinned in this one. He, he says to himself. He's, no, his team's going to lose, but it'll be Ziggler. It won't be McIntyre. McIntyre's too precious a commodity to waste in getting pinned in this match. The man has been, I don't think, been pinned once since coming back. And now Reigns pumping up. Ziggler's in. Distracting Reigns enough for McIntyre to get up. And a huge boot to the face. Oh! <laughs> Superman punch on McIntyre. He dodged and he hit Ambrose. And now McIntyre rolling up Reigns. One, One two. two. Oh. Reigns managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Turns it around. Picks up the huge McIntyre. Slams him. Sit out power bomb. Two. Oh, and McIntyre would have been out if Drew hadn't, uh, if Ziggler hadn't come in and saved it. Well, he's actually getting the shoulder up at that time. Ziggler came in as well, but here comes Rollins, springboarded in, clothesline Ziggler out. It's Strowman now running power slam. Oh, oh looking see. for a Superman punch. Gets caught around the throat. A Scottish kiss there. Glasgow, Glasgow kiss. kiss. Strowman into the post. Oh, now he's going to pick up Rollins. Oh, look at his power. He's got him up. Oh, Superman punch, though. One, two, four. Just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. McIntyre rolling to the outside, showing his uh, cleverness there. Can't get pinned on the outside, can he? And I, don't think, I think I've seen the Shield take a beating like this in a match. The dogs of war are surrounding the shield now. Instilled strategy. I can say strategy, all right. Just shield stuff. Shield strategy. You're right, though. They are in serious trouble. The numbers game three on two. But here comes Ambrose up. But is he for or against? Come on, Ambrose. Turn on him. What's Dean going to do? Well, the dogs of war are telling him yes. 
What's he gonna do? No, he goes after Strowman. Suicide dive by Ambrose. Takes out Strowman. And now McIntyre in trouble. Oh my, 3 on 1 attack ref. Beaten three by one the shield. Come on, this is not fair. Oh, and they've all tagged in legally, might I add. And McIntyre <laughs> is in serious trouble here. They're going to go for the shield powerbomb. Oh! oh! Strowman in! And speed! <laughs> all three members of the shield. Bollocks, I want to see your reaction as he got pummeled through <laughs> that map. McIntyre's been saved for greatness. And now look at this. Strowman just picks up Reigns. Throws on the outside. And Rollins is in trouble now as well. He gets tossed to the outside as well. <coughs> and it's not easy being tossed off, but I think McIntyre's still a legal man. Dean Ambrose is a legal man as well. And is he going to just get the tag there? Here comes Strowman. Oh, my God. Takes out Roman. Sends him into Barry Cade. But don't want to go to school. Oh, takes out Seth, who hits the edge of the ring apron. And now it's Ziggler and Ambrose. Zigzag. Zigzag. One, two. Oh, but Dean managing to kick out. Uh, Dean ruined that a little bit by having his eyes open. And Strowman says, Fall out on the floor and run his ass over. And Ziggler obliges. Ambrose in serious trouble. Trouble, 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 trouble. Here he comes. Oh! And Reigns just speared Strowman through Barricade. Oh! He saved Ambrose, and now Strowman may be out. And it's Ziggler up, super kick to the face. And now McIntyre and Ziggler. Gonna throw him in, finish it off. Claymore kick zigzag. And this will be it. No one gets his shoulder up after this. McIntyre saying this is the end for you. Here he comes. Oh! Seth Rollins in with a super kick taking out. McIntyre. McIntyre. Dirty deeds for Ziggler. Well, Ziggler super kick. Rollins got caught with a dirty deeds. Two, Two, three. three. Oh, shield win. Dean Ambrose gets the victory. My God. Dan, what did you think of that match? I thought it was a fucking good match. Oh, guys, you know, they've done everything they needed to. Told the story perfectly as well. You know, the Dean Ambrose, Willie, won't he match? <laughs> I said Willie. Uh, you know, that was kind of a turning point. But Reigns, I think he made up for it by saving Ambrose from Strowman, you know, by spearing him through the barricade. I think it was an absolutely brilliant match. Yeah, I think it was top notch as well told a story really really did even the bumps that they took in this match as well was great uh, I think it paid off it felt like a, an important match and I think every man delivered in this one and of course Ziggler is the one who gets pinned that means that uh, another point each for us and it is 7-6 leading into our next match and uh, you've only got one 7-6 six, six, si- no 7-6 so, so Dan just told me <laughs> Dan just told me rather than letting me know Throughout the majority of the night, just telling me now it is 6-5. Dan has got two wrong. I was about to say, you're one off a perfect score, but in fact, you're two off now. So it doesn't yeah. sound as impressive. But at least we've sorted out the score <laughs> of the pay-per-view predictions. And the Shield, the Hounds of Justice are there, and they're fisting each other like any good group of men should do. 
All right, so what we've been watching on the W Network, and we start off with W Storytime. Yeah, I've been going back watching a few of the older story times. This one's, I think, season two, episode three, if my memory serves me correctly. <clears throat> it's just a story that sticks out, and it's uh, the Miz, he was paid to do spring break, and he, you know, he had to come up with party ideas and things like that. So one of his games was uh, he had four blokes with four women up on stage, and it was called the Red Arse Competition. So basically, the four women had to give the four blokes the reddest arse possible. Right, okay. And... You know, so they so the blokes got down on all fours. The women's was smacking their asses, and you know they was going to town on it basically. And the Miz thought, yeah, you know, a bit of spanking, it's quite good for a spring break. But it started to get out of hand. Women was taking their belts off. One woman got just beating the bloke's <laughs> ass, <clears throat> and it turned out that the uh, the bloke's asses was bleeding towards oh the end of it. So it's like God. you know, it was something quite interesting for the Miz to do, but it kind of backfired a bit on him. Yeah, no, no, and the story times are right because it's not that long, is it? It's about twelve minutes. It's about twelve minutes. You get about four or five different stories. It's it's quite interesting, and <clears throat> you know there was uh, also another one about the origin of Austin and his name, and uh, he came back. He had a bit of a buzz cut, and then uh, I think he was travelling with uh, Gold Dust at the time, and uh, he went into his room. He he basically bicked his head, shaved it completely bald. And then uh, he was seeing an English woman at the time, and you know they was talking about names and that, and you know Ice King and oh Frosty like, McFreezington. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then she says something about the tea being stone cold, and you know we've, I think we've heard this story before. Oh, yeah, but yeah. it's still quite a interesting story. Again, <clears throat> and uh, there was another one that we were discussing as well, one with Stu Hart. Yeah, that, that was the last one in Series Three, Episode Five, Family Feuds, and I watched that one as well. Yeah, it was Stu Hart and Bret Hart. And uh, basically, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was telling the story, wasn't he? And it was uh, the case of, at that time, Jake had the sleep hold as a finisher. Uh, and with Brett, he basically said to Stu, do you want me to see me? You know, I've got a better sleeper than you. Of course, Stu didn't agree, so they used, kind of, he used Brett Hart as a kind of doll, didn't he? You know? <laughs> and then I think he, he, well, he'd hit him with a sleeper hold, put him to sleep, and then wake him up. And then hit him with another sleeper hold. And then I think that went on about four or five times <coughs> until Jake the Snake was like, yeah, you know, I'll let you have it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, which is quite funny. So I think story time is, is worthwhile for that. I can see it being a bit more X-rated, but obviously they're doing it for the kids, if you know what I mean. So Yeah, hence the cartoon yeah. kind of folly with it as well. But we also watched uh, Table for 3MB as well. Yeah, we did watch Table 3MB, which was the 1st of October. Slater, Jinder Mahal McIntyre. Uh, I mean, I loved this. 25 minutes long and just so enjoyable. Uh, Slater saying he knows his role in the company, saying he knows where he is, you know, just he's going to work hard. He can maybe get the upset victory every once in a while, but, you know, nothing really else. Didn't he beat uh, Seth Rollins... And D- Dolph Ziggler Dolph was Ziggler. the other one, yeah. yeah. So we, we've seen Slater do that before. Uh, Jinder Mahal, of course, talked about his WWE title run that he had uh, last year. And with McIntyre, I think McIntyre, for me, I don't know if it was wrong, but he came across as a kind of true star, just so focused. And, you know, explaining why he had to go away because he was so young. You know, they talk about the man calling the chosen one and coming back now. Well, it was, it was quite good. Uh, Vince McMahon, you know, giving him the spill, talking him up and, you know, Personally introducing him, I think it was the first time McMahon had kind of put his McMahon stamp of approval on some. And, you know, that was in the 3MB. And, 
you know, there was a list of cuts coming round. Jinder Mahal got cut, Drew McIntyre got cut, and Heath Slater was like, yeah, you know, phone me back in about half an hour. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I'll probably be cut as well. And, you know, obviously he didn't get cut. He went to tag with Rhino for a bit. Yeah, he did. And they, you know, became SmackDown Tag Team Champions. First Smack yeah. the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And then, yeah. of course, Mahal and McIntyre came back and, you know, won the WWE Championship and NXT Championship mm. respectively as well, which is... It was, no, it was really, really enjoyable, you know, the way they talk about it and had a little crew and how they kicked off the three-person era. As in, you know, they came around first and a month later, the Shield debuted and then the Whites came along and, of course, New Day. Now we've got people like the Undisputed Era, of course, you know, carrying that on. So, you know, and, they, you know, when asked if there's going to be a free MB reunion, at some point in the future, I think, don't, you know, let's McIntyre become successful first and then maybe in a few years do that uh, if they want. Uh, yeah, just the way McIntyre came across and the, the interesting thing was like it felt like he was taking up a spot on the roster that was you know wasn't deserved. You know, with thousands of people want to be in WWE, and you look at the roster, who can be cut? You know, people like Mojo Rawley could just be dispensed just, of. Just off the top else. of your head, I'll just take that top one. Of my yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a new collection, the Undertaker versus Triple H collection on the WWE Network. New hidden gems there. Very quick matches. There's Quake Cup which was their first meeting. That was the 12th of May, 1996, in Kuwait. Disqualification win for Triple H. Very, very quick. And then an escalator ride to hell. That was the 8th of February, 1997. It was shotgun Saturday night, and they fought in a subway station, went up the stairs, and then he got Triple H got tombstoned on the escalator as well. Really small matches, but it's kind of every time the Untaker Triple H is faced off, and the matches that were on the WWE Network. And then I was still continuing the Hardys thing as well, and I watched them going against the Smoking Guns in 1996. That's 15th of May. Again, a squash match for them, but it was interesting to see the Hardy boys. And then uh, Friday Night Fight, which was... What was Friday Night Fight? A Friday Night's main event, which took over from Raw for a couple of weeks in uh, the 5th of September, 1997, the Untaker Triple H again. I mean, there's so much other stuff as well, like you say. A uh, couple other things. Chronicle with Samoa Joe finally caught up with that. That was really good up until they started talking about the AJ feud and Joe's like, yeah, I've I've just lost this match. It really annoys me and I want to win this. And I'm like, oh, right. So he's he's kayfabing it. The bit beforehand, he's a bit where he's around ringside and he sees uh, Tom Todd Phillips. And he says, you do know you look like Natalie and Brugley with a beard, didn't you? <laughs> and he had the phone up. <laughs> he's showing them. And uh, at the start with him and his mum. And, you know, his mum obviously wasn't very well when he was there. They talk about his upbringing and stuff like that. He came across so well. And he talked about passion in the industry as well, about saying, you know, people have to be injured and they come back and they're more motivated than ever. Why? He's motivated anyway. He's earned his own opportunities to go and, you know, become a star, which I quite like that about Joe. Uh, and he says, you know, everybody should be working in the business to pay for their families. He says, I don't talk about it a lot. Because, you know, that's what normal people should do. So, Eber came across quite well in that, but the bit of kayfabe that ruined it. The click rules, which is beyond the ring, which is about the click in wrestling, that Scott Hall thing we were watching um, last time out, and basically talking about how much of an arsehole the click were backstage. Uh, bit weird, because they kind of say WWF on top, and then Nash and Hall went to... WSW, they came on top, and then with the advent of DX, they were on top, so the click was on top all at the same time, which, of course, over the history of wrestling, is it's not true the way that happened. They were trying to say how influential they are. 
Uh, we talked about the, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Do you think Xbox deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah, I think so as well. So, Do you think he'd be a main headliner nah, nah. or do you think he'd be a sideline actor? Uh, yeah, I think a sideline act, but then you can still have the clique coming together like they've done in the past few years, all on stage at the same time. Because you had Scott Hall go in. And I do believe now Scott Hall's speech at the Hall of Fame is the best induction speech there is. You know, some's good, some... I don't know what he says, but it's a really good quote. <laughs> Trust me on that one. I've heard it a few times now. Also, Global Warming Tour. Uh, the Super Showdowns in Australia. That'll be our next podcast. They've added Global Warming Tour, which was the last tour in Melbourne, Australia. And that was the 10th of August, 2002. Main event was Brock Lesnar versus Triple H versus The Rock for the Unspewed title. So it, it's not too bad an event, and there's a kiss my ass match as well between Rico and Rikishi. Doesn't matter. Why is uh, is that Stacey Keebler? Stacey Keebler's involved in a bra and panties match with Tori Wilson. Oh, that's that's what put her on the cover. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They treated they treated women really well back then. Um, Kevin Owens. There's a new program called Superstar Picks. Sha- Sasha Banks had her first lot of picks, where she kind of introduces what she likes about the match. And they show the matches and Kevin Owens. The one I picked out was Dusty Rhodes versus Steve Carino, which happened the first of October twenty. Uh, the first of October twenty eighteen was when the Owens program was. The match between the two, um, Owens basically says there were both two guys who influenced him a lot in his career. So you should go and watch it, and that's what I did. Uh, anything else, Dan? Um, no, I've just been going back watching old pay per views. I went back and watched the first SmackDown as well. Obviously, we've got the SmackDown one thousand coming up, but I'll give a more in depth review and you know what i thought of that obviously closer to the time of smackdown 1000 yeah and of course we'll have uh, some smackdown 1000 updates on our next wnr that we do uh for the month and we'll tell you about that and we'll have plans for a special episode for that as well i guess but now with contract signed will w start getting behind him here comes the miz though early oh uh, straight out the gate daniel bryan hasn't even got his t-shirt off yet and the miz just assaulting daniel bryan here knees to the midsection Irish rubber temp and oh sends Daniel Bryan flying with a knee. And you can see the injuries there for Daniel Bryan strapping on his uh, midsection. Well, I think the ref should have checked the Miz for brass knucks. I don't think the Miz needs him. He's in complete control at the moment. Suplexing Bryan on the top rope. Miz is a former Money in the Bank WWE champion. Daniel Bryan is a former World of champion, WWE champion. Money in the Bank winner. Both men United States champion as well. And now Bryan... Now the Miz with yes chance. You're looking to put Brian away. Looking for the running knees, but gets caught with a kick to the head from Brian. Could this be the opening that DB needs? The Miz doesn't know where he is. He's got to regain his bearings. Oh, big kick to midsection. The yes kicks. And he's taken the Miz's world's famous hit kicks. And he's doing this now. The Miz hits them a hundred times better than Daniel Bryan. Go for the big knockout kick. The Miz stops in low. Back suplex. Bryan lands on his feet. Oh, oh looking for the, the running knee. Yeah. Miz blocks it. Look at that. The Miz. Knee of his own. That's over. One, One two, two, three. Oh. No. Bryan managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, Charles obviously should have counted faster there. Really? Look at that. you got Charles Robinson. Charles in charge. Exactly. And you're you using can't... the Miz's catchphrases. Really? Yeah. Really? Exactly. The Miz can't get the job done. Skull crushing finale now. Daniel Bryan, this is over. 
No, Brian turns it into a small package. Oh, and he gets it. And he got the mids <laughs> <laughs> in two minutes. Oh, my God. And that is embarrassing for the Miz and anyone who's a fan of the Miz, James. My God, Daniel Bryan wins. Shocks the Miz and the Miz is not happy. I count. I think the Miz got a shoulder up there. I don't believe it. Uh, another pay-per-view point. Uh, another, pa- another point to both of us. 6-7 going into the main event. Oh, my God. Dan, what do you think? That match there, I can't really say anything. I mean, it was over before it really began, wasn't it? It was over before it all began, yeah. But, uh... You know, he caught him unawares. One, two, three. There was nothing quick about that count whatsoever. I'm glad you agree with me there. It was a quick count. As no, there Bryan was nothing quick about that count. Thank you very much. So we've got an hour for The Undertaker. Oh, no. Oh, my fucking... And The Miz is upset, but Daniel Bryan goes on to face AJ Styles at Crown Jewel. But now it's the main event. It's the last time ever between The Undertaker and Triple H. And let's have a look at this historic promo. The fucking promo is longer than the fucking (laughs) build for the fucking... Longer than the whole match. Well, let's have a look at this historic promo. And oh my God, here comes Shawn Michaels. Up down there, Spine. He's just a sexy boy making his way out here. Just a boy toy. Here comes the game. Drop something. Drop your gay card, Triple H. He's got the mask on. Not really special entry, just basic at the moment. And he's come ready for action. He's not in his suit here tonight. Well, he's not Hunter Hearst Helmsley, James. He is the gamer. What have you thought? Oh, no. Yeah, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? It's last time ever. Do you think they've done a good job of selling it? Are you excited for it? Not really. There's no substance to it. You know, it's just the last time ever. It's basically they've both been given a big fucking paycheck to wrestle in Australia. It seems like it doesn't mean anything. The only good thing is, is like, you know, you've, you've got The Undertaker, Kane, Michaels and HBK back. That is, you know, the only good thing about it. The, there's nothing I'm looking excited to. No disrespect to The Undertaker, but he is past it. So you don't see any more The Undertaker then? I don't know. You know, I think he should retire with dignity. You know, he should wrestle if it's right and it's just... Well, you talk about historic rivalry. I know you're excited for it. But let's just run through uh, what they had on uh, their feuds. And like we say, singles match, the first ever meeting was May 12th, 1996. Triple H won via disqualification. That was in the Kuwait Cup uh, match I watched. And that was over really between, you know, nine, ten minutes. And that was done. We had the Intercontinental Championship match, Shotgun Saturday night, where Triple H won via disqualification, but got tombs in the escalators. A single match on Raw, which is April 21st, 1997, which was a no contest. The singles match, which was Friday night main event, another match I watched, September 5th, 97, Undertaker won via disqualification. On Raw, September 29th, 1997, the Undertaker won by disqualification again. WWE Championship, no disqualification match on Raw, June 21st, 99, the Undertaker won via disqualification. <laughs> Number contendership match on Raw, July 19th, 99, no contest. No disqualification match on SmackDown, winner Triple H, so that was July 13th, 2000. They had a no-holds-barred match. WrestleMania 17, The Undertaker won that, keeping his streak intact. Um, No-holds-barred match. SmackDown, no no contest again. Uh, Singles match Insurrection 2002. Triple H won that. Uh, Championship match, King of the Ring 2002. The Undertaker won. 
number one contenders match on Raw, Triple H won. Singles match on SmackDown, The Undertaker won via disqualification. No holds barred match, WrestleMania 27, The Undertaker won. End of an era, Hell in a Cell match, WrestleMania 28, Undertaker won it again. And uh, that was the last match they had. So this is the last one ever. Uh, we're just waiting for the dead man now, making his way to the ring here. We're just seeing the entrance of Kane. So, Dan, who are you going for in this match? I have gone for... Triple H, HPK gets involved. So, Dan, you get to pay for your point. Well, lucky Enzo shirt rides again. Uh, just to explain, we haven't explained prediction points for anybody. What's, what is that all about? Charles Robertson, I think, played around with his earpiece last time round. I don't know what that's about. Maybe he got told by Vince McMahon to make a quick count. So the lucky Enzo shirt strikes again, and I am victorious once more. But yes, James, our prediction league, we get three leagues. We get a bonus point prediction league, which is little side games, classics, tournaments, things like that. We get a WWE pay-per-view league, which is, you know, correctly predicting the WWE pay-per-view matches. And we get an NXT pay-per-view league, which I think we're drawing on NXT. We're drawing on... Pay-per-views, I'm 8-7 now. Yeah, but it's 7-7 seven, seven at the moment. Oh, it's 7-7 seven, seven at the moment. I'm going to go 8-7 up, though, because I am just that damn good. But also, if you notice, Triple H, uh, HBK gets involved as well. I've put a little side note there. And yeah, takeovers are free all at the moment, until I win another one. But we are closing towards the end of the year and I'm, I don't think I've lost my lead. We'll see what happens. You need a victory. You're 2-1 down over years, aren't you? So to go 2-2 two, two back as we lead into next year, which will be the kind of rubber <laughs> match between us. Just got to decide which shirt to buy you now. Well, there's no Mojo fucking T-shirts, is there? <laughs> You've just not been hating anyone else, have you? <laughs> well, there's no, there's no other ones I strongly dislike. Oh, I try, I really hate Drew McIntyre. If you got oh. me a McIntyre top, oh, fucking hell, I'll be so pissed I'm going to get a top that says Drew McIntyre is a cunt. <laughs> so be it, Jedi. Drew McIntyre is a Scottish cunt. So be it, you know. We'll see who, who laughs last, laughs loudest at the end of predictions. It would be ho- horrible for you if the year of predictions didn't turn the way you thought. Uh, Mr. Confidence right now. It's not about how many times you get knocked down, it's about how many times you get back up again. And I found that here... As the Undertaker arrives and they're going to have an all-out brawl. So whoever wins this is the last time ever. Yeah, this is a match last time. Oh, no, no disqualification. What's all that about? So HBK and Kane can get involved. And Triple H pulled his stroke here tonight. Well, I'm a huge Undertaker fan. And um, I feel that the Undertaker has done more for WWE than any other superstar in the history of the World Wrestling either Federation or Entertainment, even the WWWF. I think he surpassed now Bruno Sammartino as the man that is has been the rock that Vincent Mann has kind of moulded the business around. You think about WrestleManias in these past 25 years, The Undertaker's been involved in a big match at all time. You know, look at through the years during the Monday Night Wars as it, Undertaker was leading the charge, you know. They've all moved on. Sean Marcus retired. Triple H is the COO. Kane's a mayor, but the Undertaker's still a dead man from Death Valley coming out here face to face with a game and slits his throat. And we're going to get it on now. 
<clears throat> so, um, how old are all four men involved uh, in this match? Triple H. Total H- ages. Total age. Uh, Triple H is 49. The Undertaker is 52. Uh, Michael's probably 50 now as well. And Kane, about 48. Uh, about 200. 206. Yeah, there you go. Two hundred and six years old of talent. Yeah, but that, this is WWE's fault because they've not built any big stars. Just Triple H and the Undertaker, a hundred and two. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not really. Uh, it's WWE for every time a big event happens or a WrestleMania happens, they put the same faces in it rather than building up the younger talent. And the Undertaker grabs hold of Triple H, throws him in a corner, but Triple H, probably got speed and quickness, dodging the Undertaker, showing his uh, degenerateness. Oh, Kane and Michael's up on the ring apron. Well, who do you think uh, is better at ringside for him? Would you rather have Kane or Michael's in your corner? Michael's. But Kane don't really say much without his voice box. Kane's bigger, though. Kane! It's Kane! Michael, I don't care if you were there at the end of an era. It wasn't the end of the fucking era. This is still going on now. Ancient school. It was old school, like, 10 years ago. Oh, bless the Undertaker getting stopped by Triple H, though. Can't even get up to the top rope. There's, like, four years difference between these two guys, but can you sell? No. What, do you think Triple H looks better than the Undertaker? Yeah. (laughs) Going for the old school Triple H's, but gets caught round the throat. Thrown into the corner. And now the Undertaker with the combinations. Rocking Triple H. Out of all four guys, who do you reckon is in best shape? Yeah, I reckon Michaels could go more than any of them. And Triple H, yeah, it looks okay, but I think with Michaels, he'll still be bumping around like the old HBK. What, the old corner bump? Look, if anybody can get a good match from the Untaker, there's only a couple of people. It's not Triple H. AJ Styles, uh, maybe Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels. So people that could be cannon fodder for the Undertaker. Like, of course, yeah, they've got to sell, sell, sell. They've got to bump around for him. He's obviously can't do what he, he used to. This is what Triple H's trying to do, trying to pick up the slack here. So, who do you think's got a better legacy? Triple H or The Undertaker? I'd have to say The Undertaker. But then I'd say Sean Michaels over them all. You think Michaels got a better career than The Undertaker? Yeah. Oh, I've got to back The Undertaker in that one. Just the sheer presence, of the, you know, the lights go dark and everybody gets excited. I know Michaels is a great performer and had better matches, you know, than the dead man, but for that kind of amount of time, you know, they're still, like you say, wheeling them out now in 2018. Yeah, literally wheeling them out <laughs> Yeah, as well. I know. And they're going to fucking wheel him out of the arena again. Poor Undertaker. This like Undertaker could probably win this match and still get taken out on a stretcher. Triple H, a cerebral assassin, and Michael's up in the apron. Oh, Undertaker lands on his feet. Oh, but catches Michael's around the throat. Long enough distraction, though, for Triple H to get back into it. But he gets hung up on the top turnbuckle. Oh! Michael's pushing Undertaker. And my prediction comes true. And Triple H, HBK gets involved. See, look, he's running circles around Kane. Well, HBK, the B stands for bald now as Michael looks on. And Triple H just taking out the Undertaker on the outside. And this match is not on slow, promise you. Oh, Michael's setting up a table. All the shortcuts needed, please. But here comes Kine, slowly but surely, <laughs> to do nothing. And then now they're going to chase around the table. Michael's getting wood. 
We've already seen the table used tonight, and here comes the game. It's going to try and pedigree him. That's going to work. So you're telling me you'd rather have this half-hour match than a fucking better Daniel Bryan and Miz match? Yeah, yeah I'd much rather have this. These are two legends, goddammit. Without these two, wrestling wouldn't be what it is today. Triple H and Undertaker together won the Monday Night Raw. And they've been dominant ever since. Look at the streak. 14-time champion. He's a coup, Dan. You're saying the coup doesn't deserve to be in the main event. Yeah. I think this is as good as main event as Roman Reigns versus Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Triple H at WrestleMania. I'm loving this right now. Takes me back. And a net breaker by Triple H, but can't keep the dead man down. Well, the Undertaker fighting back now, though. He's fighting back, folks. Flurry to the midsection of the Triple H, followed up by a big right hand dropping the game. The Triple H catching Undertaker with a knee to the face. Goes for a cover. Two. Oh. Undertaker managing to kick out. Uh, 102 years old. The combined age of this ring. I've seen tag team matches with less ages than that. Oh my God. Back bump to the outside by Triple H. He's trying his best, bless him. Oh, and the Undertaker sends Triple H over the uh, barricade. And now he's got the announce table. Will the announce table go through this time? Well, he was threatened it when Drew Mac- uh, when Warren Strowman nearly went through. Oh, Michael's getting scared off by the Undertaker. Distracting him. Long enough for Triple H to get back up, and he does. And the game against the Barricade going to come in. Clothesline, no. Oh, gets sent over the Barricade into the fans. And I think his head landed on that plastic chair. No, that's that disabled person's arm. Oh, they're coming into the crowd now. Straps, straps are, are down. down. He means business. He does. Didn't this happen in their match? WrestleMania. WrestleMania 17, yeah. yeah. And Triple H get backdropped through off the stage. No, choke slammed off the stage, slammed yeah. Off the stage. Oh, close enough. Yeah, no, well, still. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, then the second replay showed him landing perfectly on a crash mat. Yeah. And the Undertaker now choking out the game. Well, Undertaker maybe trying to backdrop Triple H didn't work. This is, this is pretty sad at the moment. Uh, Dan, I'll tell you what we'll do. This should we run through the card whilst these two old men are fighting at the moment. I mean, no disrespect to it, but it does feel like a bit like an old person's match. Uh, it might be the match of the night. It might draw our attention, and if anything happens, we'll let you know. All right, first match, New Day versus The Bar. Uh, great way to start the show. For me, it was too short, though. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've put short, but a bloody good match. Yeah. Uh, I gave that a three out of five. Three out of five. I gave it a three and a half out of five. I thought it set it well. Could have done a little bit longer, but still, they're both teams putting a lot into that one. And then we had Charlotte versus Becky for the women's title. Bloody good action in the match. Um, again, a bit of a crappy finish. You know, I don't like ball hockey finishes, but, you know, despite that, the action that was going on was bloody good. Yeah, I mean, it would have been higher, but the shit finish of the slapping of the belt to stop the submission. It's a cheap way. You know, these fans have paid a lot of money and waited 16 years and not come to watch a fucking disqualification finish. Uh, but, you know, it, there's a lot more potential in that feud. Uh, so I think there could be another, you know, pay-per-view match-up between the two. Then we had Cena and Lashley. What did you give that? Oh, sorry, I gave that three out of five. I also gave that three out of five. Yeah, like I say, it would have been higher if they had not fucked it up. Uh, Untaker and Triple H are now back in ringside area and the Untaker's looking underneath the ring. Oh. oh, now Michael's got a bit too close. Got clocked by the Undertaker. And the Undertaker's got a steel chair. See, look. He put the fucking apron down. Yeah, but the Undertaker's a gentleman, isn't he? You He's know? got a lot of time. 
Yeah, exactly. He's got, yeah. And Triple H there with a drop kick to Undertaker, stopping him. The game's got the chair now. And this doesn't look good for the dead man. Slowly get to his feet. Triple H with a chair. Gets caught with a big boot from Undertaker, though. And the game down at this moment in time. Uh, match three, Cena, Lashley versus GPD and Owens. Um, Cena looked very good. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with fucking Owens and GPD. And we got to see we got to see the Lightning Fist, which is a sixth move of them. I mean, if that whole pay per view weren't worth it, <laughs> then you know what was exactly. Yeah, I mean to see that. I've never seen someone get a hot tag and then to win it. As I said during a match, and I was surprised by it. Uh, that Cena did, and Cena's speech at the end, you know, he will be open to return at some point. The Undertaker used the chair to the midsection of the game, sends him outside, now just Triple H writhing in agony. Uh, match for the uh, Iconics. I'm oh, sorry. That a three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. I go that three out of five. Um, it was a standard match. It wouldn't have been yeah. a miss on Raw. Then the Iconics versus Oscar and Naomi. Oscar, me. Well, there was good chemistry between all four women. But what the fuck are they doing with Oscar? I mean, you know, she's gone from having a fucking brilliant undefeated streak to, to what? Canonics? Uh, to me, it's just too fuddly, you know? It didn't really work out as well as it did. And it was a really short match, you know? Uh, which I thought was a bit disappointing. The Undertaker looks knackered at this point in time. His ass Michaels said they're going to keep an eye on him. He's draped Triple H on that table... Oh, no, Undertaker. No, Please don't, no, Undertaker. Oh, there we go. Michael stopping him. Gets big booted in the face. Oh, thank you. Now back in the ring. Uh, what was your score for the economy? Three out of five. I got that two and a half. Really, really didn't like it. And now the Undertaker looked like he's going to fly. Please oh, no, don't, no, dead no, man. No, no, oh, Thank oh. you, Triple H. And Triple H is in, back in the ring and he hits Undertaker to the midsection with a chair. And then he stops the momentum there. Going to use a chair oh, again. but Kane's getting involved now. Grabs Triple H by the throat. One for HBK. Oh, it looked like he's got a double choke slam, but gets stopped. Oh! Switching music. Kane. Sends Kane slowly onto the table. Yeah, Kane's laid out now in the game. What's Triple H going to do? Oh! Elbow through Kane, <laughs> who's draped on the table. And he takes out the Demon of Death Valley. Uh, Joe versus Styles W title match. Uh, I thought it was good. They showed uh, a lot of chemistry. Didn't turn it up all the way. Uh, I don't know if they were told not to, or the fact is that, you know, it's just not really worked as well in the past few months as AJ Styles title reign. I think it was quite a surprise finish with the uh, submission, though. You know, what were your thoughts? Um, I thought it wasn't terrible. Again, it seems like they're missing something in this feud. I don't know what it is, but, I'd, you know, I'd like to see... Something going a bit better between the two. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you there. Um, the Undertaker's just caught Triple H off the top with a steel chair, grabbed him round the throat, delivered a choke slam, and he sent him all the way to hell. And now he's signalling for the Tombstone power driver. No, <clears throat> just taking his time picking him up for the Tombstone, and this will be it if he hits it. Boom! Bang. Tombstone. Pile driver. Undertaker goes for the pin. One, One two. two. Oh. Triple H managing to just kick out. Uh-huh. Well, I've never seen a man kick out of a tombstone before. I have.
have every single pay-per-view, yeah. Every time Undertaker wrestles, now someone gets his shoulder. It was good back at, like, WrestleMania, maybe 24 when it first happened, but... Every year since then, you kind of... making the move look weaker and weaker. And then Michael Cole always turns around and goes, I've never seen a man kick out of that before. Wow, he... Undertaker's just clocked Mike Kyoda. Oh, I don't know what he's done that for. Maybe to get a breather. There's no disqualification anyway. That's why Caleb Michaels get involved. Undertaker looks really tired. It might be, though, not that he's tired, but the fact of um, the jet lag. Yeah. Yeah, jet lag. Undertaker's got the chair now. Taking his sweet last time. Uh, what was your score for Joe versus Styles? I got that three and a half out of five. Yeah, I gave that three and a half out of five. The as chemistry well. they've got is brilliant, but it just seems like they need to turn it up again. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing missing from it, you know. The Undertaker kicks Triple H in the face. And that's it. Uh, up next, Rousey Bellas versus Ruby versus the Riot Squad. Um. Rousey looks bad. Uh, not bad in a bad way, but I mean, she looks badass. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. certainly putting her over as a dominant force. I think, you know, no disrespect to Rousey, but I think this is what's halting Oscar's push yeah. and momentum. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, who's at WrestleMania when Rousey makes a debut. They want to go all out for that. Why not for Oscar uh, and, and to build up towards the Rousey matches? You know, because they're silly like that. Rousey, though, the finish was so cool. Getting them two in an arm breaker was really done. Another good thing Michaels is doing just then is actually um, selling the fact that he's worried for Triple H. The chair shot to the back. Michael's saying, oh, no, you know, you can see it's in his face. As he gets it, Undertaker gets the chair again. But nowadays, we see people get hit with five or six chair shots and they're up two minutes later. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? You know, I remember Goldberg getting hit with a sledgehammer by Triple H and he got up 30 seconds later. And oh, that and a thunderous chair. chair shot to the back of Triple H. All for business. And <laughs> <laughs> seeing Michaels again, a gog. Uh, yeah, so Rousey, like I said, cool finish. To get those two in the, uh, the arm bar, she did. Yeah, it takes away from the right squad. But it makes Rousey look like an absolute badass. Uh, so I gave that a five. I gave that a four out of five. Four out of five? That's yeah. I just think, you know, just for the push that they're giving Rousey for how bad they're making her look. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Michaels is on the apron and he's telling the Undertaker to stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a dead man's touch. I'm sorry. I love you. Bang. Goodbye. Oh, Michaels was going to get in the ring. Undertaker turned around. And this is what Michael's here for. Let Triple H try and get back in. Michael's in the ring now. Oh, gets caught by Undertaker over a big right hand. Well, Kane's been taken out by Triple H and Michaels. <laughs> that right <laughs> hand sent Michaels rocking to the outside. But oh. gives Triple H a chance to come back into it with a spine buster. Oh, my God. Now both men down. Uh, match seven, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Both guys done absolutely fucking brilliant. Again, their chemistry is above par. And if this doesn't give the 205 Live roster the push that they need to get them onto the main roster, not just on fucking kickoff shows, not just cannon fodder, I mean, you know, put right up there with the other matches because yeah. it was just an absolutely fucking epic encounter. Well, yeah, so. it was wow. You know, wow. They stole a show uh, and, and it was saying that, you know, Cruz, like you say, deserve to be on the main roster. When that happens... And the game and Triple H, the game and Undertaker both up. Undertaker going for the choke slam. No, game kicked to the middle. Pedigree. Boom. Hits it. Goes for the cover. One, two. two. Oh. oh. 
and the Undertaker just managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. But that was the last second thing there in the game. Can't really believe it. You can see the marks on his body. Uh, yeah, Murphy and Cedric really, really just shone out there and proved, like you say, if they've been put on the pay-per-view, they'll probably be the best match on the card anyway. Uh, I gave that a four and a half out of five. I gave that a four and a half out of five as well. Really, really, really top. Now, Triple H is now looking to decapitate the Undertaker. He's got the chair around the neck. And again, Cerebral Assassin will do anything to get the victory. Will put the blood capsule in his mouth, yeah. And this might end the Undertaker. He was not going to hear it. It was that Shane McMahon had that, didn't he? Yeah. Shamrock used to do it all the fucking time as well yeah. for internal bleeding. And the game's slowly going up. He's on the second rope. Hits it and decapitates the Undertaker. His head has come off his shoulders. Well, that's it. One, two. two. Oh! But Kane is up, pulls a referee out of the ring, breaking up the count. Triple well, H's mouth is a gog. Well, all fair in love and war. Triple H can't believe it. Referee's down. Then we had the Shield versus Ziggler, Braun and McIntyre. Thought this match was absolutely fucking brilliant. And the chemistry all these six guys have, the way they told the story in the ring, you know, throughout the match, you know, even from the beginning to the end. You know, you had Dean Ambrose, will he, won't he, what's he going to do, you know, especially if you're following the story on Raw. And, you know, wondering what he's going to do because you've had McIntyre and Ziggler putting words in his ears, trying to give him a bit of doubt. And when he lined up on the outside with the dogs of war as well, he was like, oh, what's he going to do? But he jumps in the ring, immediately takes out Strowman. And, you know, even like as far as uh, Roman Reigns putting Strowman through the barricade, saving Dean's ass after inadvertently hitting him as well. Yeah, no. You know, it's just everything like that. It all just played into perfection. And told a great story. What did you give that out of five? I gave that a five. You gave that a five out of five? Five out of five, yeah. Fair played it. No, I thought it was a great match. Maybe not as good as you thought it was. <laughs> but I still think it was a great effort. Michaels now has got the sledgehammer and given the equaliser to the game. And the Undertaker's picking up the steel chair and we're getting a face-off. Like in the Old West, the two last gunslingers in town. And who will go down here? And we've got two referees already gone down. Oh! Sledgehammer to the face via that chair. And this is it, over. But there's no ref. Got that man there. Just get the referee in. And then finally, before this match ends, uh, we've got the Miz versus Brian. Uh, Very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very, very quick. I gave that three out of five. I gave that three out of five as well. It was really nothing over a couple of minutes. So that was job done there. So your match of the night was the Shield. Yes. My my match of the night was the Cruiserweight title. We'll get your match. We we'll get your rating for the event afterwards. But here we go. Triple H on the sledgehammer. But the Undertaker's got the triangle locked in, or the Hell's Gate, as it's. Not- and Hell's Gate is locked in. You usually pass out, and this is what Triple H is doing at the moment, trying to fight it. Well, he's got his sledgehammer in his hand, and Triple H is slowly passing out. <coughs> He's choking out the Undertaker with a sledgehammer after decapitating him with that chair. There's one way action, and the Undertaker may be out. He's broken the hold. Well, both men may be out. If referee was there, the Undertaker would be covering Triple H at the moment. True that. You can hear him talk. Are you all right? Yeah. What do you want to do? Look at Triple H calling the spots. We've still got 45 minutes left of this match. <laughs> there, man. Well, I don't think the Undertaker... Oh, Michael's in, stopping the Undertaker from getting to the sledgehammer. Oh, and here comes Kane. Kane! 
Got Michaels round the throat. Oh. oh, Michaels kicks him straight between the legs. And Michaels gets sent out. Undertaker really is sucking in the wind at the moment. He's still being 53 years old for me. Yeah. He looks bad for 53, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now slowly picking up the sledgehammer. And he's going to end Triple H right now. Oh, doesn't want the sledgehammer. Pedigree reverse. No, Undertaker with a backdrop. Catches Triple H by the throat. Oh. Barely lift him two feet off the air, but plants him with a choke slam. Well, that might be enough. The Undertaker is going to try and end it now. Another tombstone. Michael switching music. Michaels gets involved. Undertaker's not gone down, though. Oh, second sweet chin. Cool. And he's going to tombstone Michaels. Oh! Hits the Undertaker in the head with a hammer. And Michaels got the referee back. (coughs) Michaels now. Another sweet chin music. Pedigree. Sends him into it. Boom! Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Triple H beats The Undertaker. Thanks to Shawn Michaels. Who saw that coming, eh? Unbelievable stuff there. I mean, it was pretty... I know you saw it, but now this sets up, like we say, the um, the crown jewel in Saudi Arabia with The Undertaker and Kane teaming up against Michaels and, of course, Triple H. But, Dan, what did you think of the match? <laughs> it's depressing. Honestly, it is, it is depressing seeing... You know, these 50-year-old men and, you know, bless them. They're sucking in air. They're... <sighs> Honestly, don't know. You know, they've got about a 10 minutes worth of match in half an hour. Yeah, but, I mean, you got credit that they did try their best, you know. I mean, I'm not going to slate it massively. Oh, I'm not going to slate it, no. It was, it was a good, fun match. But, you know, it's... it's... It wasn't the worst match on the card. I gave it three out of five, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I don't think it was too bad. What was your thoughts right, uh, score-wise? Yeah, it wasn't terrible. And as you say, it wasn't the worst match on the card. But three out of five. Um, you know, and considering I gave the Oscomi Iconics three out of five. And New Day in the Bar three out of five. You know, it was... Yeah, I, I just hope... You know, they don't keep dragging these things out. Yeah, I know we're going to set we tag team match set up for Crown Jewel. But, you know, I hope they they put these old dogs to bed. Well, they never will. They'll always keep rolling them out. The same will do John Cena in 15 years' time as well. And Michael's Triple H celebrating. And you can see the tears in Triple H's eyes. How much it means to him that he's beaten Undertaker for the first time. Well, that's what they're telling us, even though he hasn't. And Michael's celebrating with him. And it was all down to Shawn Michaels. If he hadn't been involved... I would say the Undertaker would have won, won this one. The Undertaker can't get to his feet. <laughs> That's just a normal day for Undertaker. He's like, are you sure you're going to be able to do it in like fucking over a month, just under a month's time? Well, the Undertaker's wrestled more this year than he has in the past five years, so that's got to tell you something about where they think the Undertaker is, if he's really there or not. Well, three instead of two. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, this is... The second match. Third match. Yeah. He had a WrestleMania match, didn't he? Yeah. The greatest rumble against Rusev. Oh, Triple yeah. H now, so he's going to be a fourth match. 
four matches. God. Uh, Yante, are we going to see them bury their hatchet here? A sign of respect of an end of an era. Last time ever. So what is your overall score? For, all right, let's assume show respect first. Because Triple H just gone over. I thought it was going to take a little bit longer, but the Yante can finally get to his feet. And he knows Triple H got the job done. And he's passing the metaphorical torch. Triple H said there's no more war now. That's that done. It's just respect. The war is uh, over. Can't I Get up. You did well, son. You have lost it. Fair play. Big chance in the game. Wrapping his arms around the Untaker. What a lovely moment. Sign of respect here. Shake the hands. And this is what we want to see, you know. This is what we want to see at the greatest showdown. These four absolute legends. And what a moment here. Oh, the fireworks go off. My God. And on the outside, that is a good... Why didn't they show that shot at all throughout the whole card? Lovely. And the fireworks there. And, and uh, it's not been a bad night 206 here. years of age, them four guys. It's not well 16 years since we last in Australia. Will it be another 16 years? Will we get another Untaken Triple H match there? We'll, time have, ever. we'll have to find out. Oh, wait a minute. Kane and Untaken have stopped. Stare at each other. Oh, my God. Kane misread the situation. Punches HBK and Undertaker tombstones Triple H. And this is not over. No, it means they're going to have to have another match maybe on the 2nd of November in Saudi Arabia. And Michaels is caught. And he's got nowhere to go now. He's trying to fight dead man. And a shot to the chest. Thrown outside. Oh, my God. Michaels caught. Huge uppercut. Respect is gone now. Oh, the Undertaker and Kane. Have they turned heel on Michaels and Triple H? Oh, my God. He's going to choke down Michaels. Through the, the announce table. You talk about who can go the most. Who's going to get choked down for the announce table? old HBK. And the brothers of destruction leave Kane DX. Kane got elbowed for a table. Leave DX laying. Yeah, I know, but it's the most impact someone's taken here. Michaels is out. The brothers of destruction... Stand tall. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view and your score out of 10, please? Um, I'm going to give that a seven and three quarters out of 10. Uh, I thought, on the whole, (laughs) on the whole, the show was good. You know, there wasn't a terribly sucky match. There was, you know, terrible finishes, a bit too short matches. But... You know, it's, I think, on the overall, especially with the Cruiserweight Championship match, the Shield Dogs of War match, you know, it was, they was both above par and great. Um, You know, you had a few good storyline moments as well, especially this. You know, despite, you know, me mocking The Undertaker for being old, um, you know, he still managed to go and he still managed to carry himself out of there under his own steam after finishing off Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Um, you know, I think the tag team match is going to be a bit better because it's going to take the focus a bit less off The Undertaker, a bit less off Triple H. And, you know, you're going to see Shawn Michaels in the ring again 
for the last time, ages. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it has been on the whole very good. Yeah, I mean, it's been alright, hasn't it? You know, like you talked about, I I can't really add anything to what you said. The Buddy Murphy match was fantastic. Uh, the Shield match was really, really good, and we had a couple of other moments there. It was a worthwhile event, so that's why I'm going to give it seven and a half. Out of 10. It's not stack up to maybe previous pay-per-views, uh, but I think it's a good show. But I do believe the Australians deserve a little bit better than what they got. I think a WWE title change would have been uh, best for business as it was. But they continue here. And like we say, our next pay-per-view event will be the women's only pay-per-view, uh, which would be Evolution, which would be the 28th of October. Our next podcast will be the WNR 183, which will be WWE versus WCW for October 1998. Do you watch Raw, then? I did watch Raw, yes. Right, so now it's time for your... Raw review. Yeah. <coughs> Let me get up. I watched Raw for the very first time in a very long time. Well, it started off with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and they addressed what happened at the Super Showdown. Yeah, and it was just what had happened. Triple H came out and he was like... Uh, you know, he's really, really pissed off. He said, like, a moment like this should mean the world to him, you know, to to be able to beat the Undertaker after 25 years of respect, uh, for 25 years of, of working to beat the Undertaker, then the respect meant nothing afterwards with the attack by Kane and the Undertaker, you know, choke slamming Michaels through the table. They had the promo video for that already set up. They showed that. And about how upset... That uh, Triple H was, and then Michaels got the microphone as well and started basically saying the kind of same thing about being retired for eight years because he respected the man, but now that respect's gone. To be fair, I did switch off a little bit during the whole respect, respect, respect thing. I switched back on again when Triple H... I can't remember what he said, but the crowd, he, he said something. He said, are you ready? It was, it was like, like, oh, and then I asked Sean or something, and then people was like, oh, okay, right, I'm interested. And then he said, yeah, are oh, you ready? You know, and then off the plane, Sean turned to me and I said, you know, <coughs> are you ready? And he said, I weren't talking to Sean, I was talking to all of you because I know Sean is ready. And then after that, they ripped off their T-shirts to find they had new DX match. Yeah, they did, yeah. New yeah. DX match. Made come out quick, didn't they? Yeah. They did indeed. Yes, it's almost as if they knew it was going to happen. Yeah, they had the, the arms crossed and they had the... Um, the click sign basically established 1997 uh, and then Triple H went up and did the pose forgot to do it and then did it second time round which I thought hey, that's what I'm buying a t-shirt for that's you know it I mean? yeah but um, yeah th- then we had a match up Bobby Lashley Kevin Owens this little feud between uh, Kevin Owens Bobby Lashley and the GPD and of course you got that little fucking midget motor mouth Leo Rush on the microphone and he was just hyping out f- hyping up throughout the match and that was really fucking annoying. I liked Leo yes, Rush. Yes, because you like annoying cunt. I like I thought he was entertaining. It was a man who had the earpiece in it was kept, you know, going on with the crowd. Especially with a Lashley Lashley Lashley. I mean how annoying is that? But finally Lashley Kevin Owens showing a little bit of heat. Stone Cold Stunner made a big pop as well. Uh, couldn't get the job done, and actually kind of different side to him. And I think it was a double turn, to be fair. As long as we don't fuck it up when Kevin Owens returns, I think it works perfectly. It's something that we don't see a lot in wrestling, and I think it's a tool that could be uh, well-versed. You know, Owens is a guy that could be very well-liked, and Lashley is a guy who works better as a heel. You would know more, seeing as you saw him uh, in Impact and stuff like that as well. You know, is this a good move for Lashley? I think Lashley works really well as a heel. He had... Uh... The America's top team, like there was kind of like some mixed martial artists thing, because you know what, Lashley's 
got a career in and yeah, I think he works better as part of that as well, you know? Yeah, no, I think it does and I think Owen's, uh, he's done a lot of stuff as he'll he give a baby face fun. Honestly, during it, I was like, you know, apart from the Stone Cold Stunner, that there's something with Owen's, if you turn face, I'm not saying he could be bigger than Austin, but there's a connection there, especially with me, who's a little bit more, shall we say, husky, for a guy who's kind of like a blue collar type to come through. I can relate to Owens, you know what I mean? He's got a family, yeah. he's a family man. He, he takes a lot of bumps in the ring, you know. But what's going to happen to Sami Zayn when he comes back? Is he going to remain heel? Is it going to... Because heel Sami Zayn is absolutely no, fucking yeah. awful. He, he needs to get an ease and he's team up with Owens. And then you can have the, the, the revisit of the feud with Owens turning on, on Sami Zayn somewhere down the road. But I think them as a babyface team, uh, I think they, they will work well and it gives Owens a chance to do something he hasn't. And we know how good Sami Zayn is with that. It, we've got an update on the uh, WNR review, review for October about the extent of Owens' knee injury. Uh, and it might not be great news, but like I say, Sami Zayn's a long way from uh, coming back as well. So I think it's good for Lashley because to finally makes sense with Bobby Lashley now. You know, to have that annoying little prick there on 205 Live with Lashley, and now it makes Lashley seem um, a little bit better. And even the promo after the match as well, when I think it was Bailey and Balor getting interviewed. And then Lashley showed up with Leo Rush there, and they kind of took over. And I think it's the best Lashley's looked since he's been back, to be fair. You know, and it's something that I, I think can work quite well because there's not that many hills in Raw now. You know what I mean? It's not really kind of them, them big. So I think it's interesting. Well, um, then we cut to Elias. He was in the, in the ring, and he wasted little time addressing his loss at Super Showdown, insulting Cena, mocking Australia. And then he was cut off by Ronda Rousey's music. And uh, that kind of turned to a match that we haven't seen in such a long fucking time. Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins versus the Riot Squad. Do you think GPD went over time and that's why Rousey cut him off? I think that was always the case. It just disappears like that. It might, for me, it's kind of treating him less than, you know, and I think he deserves more than that. Well, but... I, think, I think we need to see more of him in the ring than just see him sat on a fucking chair in... Mm. You know, playing his guitar. I, think I mean, he's he had a lot to, more than that. But he had that Chicago crowd again. We were saying about him in the Palm Mizan recently because uh, in the Palm Mizan the show, we know how difficult the Chicago crowd is. But WWE did something different this time around than they usually do with the Chicago visits. And if I remember, I'll, I'll say why at the end of Raw. But uh, GPD and then Rousey and the Bellas. Did you see the botch free done? Uh, the snapmare. Oh, fucking yeah. hell, yeah. I mean, is I it just getting too much now? Yeah. I, she, Nikki looks okay. You know how much I dislike the Bellas? I thought Nikki looked all right. I really didn't like Brie at all. You know, it just didn't... I, I don't mind the look of the right squad, though. I think their look looks quite cool. I'm not 100% sure about Liv Morgan, but... Don't... You 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 shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> well, just say, you know... But yeah, but the, the main talking point actually happened after the match as uh, Rousey was celebrating with Nikki and Bree either side of her. A two-on-one beatdown ensued as Nikki and Bree just beat down Ronda Rousey. Yeah, threw into the barricade, into the stairs. Uh, did all the thing, you know, still made Rousey look strong enough since it was two-on-one beatdown. I mean, that now is going to headline the Evolution pay-per-view, Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. And the question is, Dan, I'm going to ask you straight up now, does it deserve to be? No. I don't think it does either. No, Nikki, I don't think she's a big enough star. Um, And Ronda Rousey, I don't think she's quite there yet. You know, everyone, it, it may be a controversy point, but I don't care. I don't think she's strong enough in the ring as your Bailey. 
as your Banks, as your Lynch, even as your Sharp. I'd rather see Banks and Bailey go uh, do an Iron Woman match again or something like that than have that as a main event. But just imagine, if you will, if Oscar had beaten Charlotte at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. And was still undefeated now, heading into Revolution to go against Ronda Rousey. It would be immense. One of the reasons why Vince Man doesn't like Oscar is because she can't cut promos in English. What a fucking surprise being Japanese that she can't do. Is that a problem with Nakamura as well? Do you know what I mean? That's why. He even said that about Cesaro on a Stone Cold podcast going back like four or five years ago about a, a foreign guy. Can he really be accepted by the Americans? The, first off, the Americans are there due to all the influx of fucking... Uh, what's, what's the correct word for it? About, not refugees. Fucking... Um, immigrants, immigrants, exactly immigrants, and then WWE got them in there, and all of a sudden, you know, um, I can't remember what I went ranting. What was I talking about? Ranting off. Well, <laughs> about Vince McMahon not yeah. liking people that aren't American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, the the big point is, is that your top guys aren't even American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Like you know, obviously the the one that he wants to push, Roman Reigns, he obviously is American or. Hawaiian, Samoan, whatever. But, you know, your likes of your Finn Balor's, your, um, there was someone else I had in mind. Drew McIntyre? No, no, better than him. Oh, you had someone at Drew McIntyre? Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that's it. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, no. (laughs) There were a lot, a lot of top stars. I mean, you know, arguably, (laughs) arguably, our best wrestler of the year, Pete Dunne. You know, we're not just being... You know, we're not just blowing smoke up his ass because we're, we're English and that. But you know, tell me a bad Pete Dunne match. Well, Go on, I'm waiting. I, I'm not not just that, Dan. Right? You talk about uh, how wide the field WWE is, right? So I'm going to do eight superstars. You could do eight. So the first eight who are non well, one's American. Discount him. So you got Nakamura, obviously Japanese. You have got Pete Dunne, who's British. McIntyre, Scottish. Balor's Irish. Rusev's Bulgarian. Mustafa Ali, of course, is from. Wherever he's from. Where is Mustafa? I don't know, really. Okay. Oh, is that the picture? Yeah. You've got uh, Mandrews from Wales as well. And then look at the other four you've got. <clears throat> well, you've got um, Cesaro, who's from Switzerland. Jinder Mahal, who's from America. <laughs> yeah, he's Canadian, yeah. So. Uh, Kevin Owens, Canadian. Andrade Cien Almas, he's Mexican. You've got... Um, Alistair Black, who's uh, Dutch, <laughs> who's from Holland. Uh, who's that fucking Joe Dackey? You got Puerto Rico with the colons, and of course uh, Australia with Buddy Murphy. So there's a lot of superstars there that in my going to be future WWE champions. But you know that's <coughs> that is one idea from. I oh, know Alistair Black is uh, McIntyre. Who? But that is that is one idea for. <laughs> Come on, James. We're trying to do a fucking podcast here, you complete cretin. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> <clears throat> no, but that is that is kind of one idea for the World Cup challenge that they've got going on. But so far, they've got four wrestlers, and one definitely deserves to be there, mm-hmm. Randy Orton. You've got Kurt Angle. Well, how American. did he get there? He was the conquistador. Oh, we'll go into that in a bit. <laughs> okay. uh, you've got John Cena. Yeah. He was given it. Because he's John Cena. Yeah, who's the other one? Who did you say? Orton. Orton, Cena. Cena. Angle. Angle. Conquistador. And 
But I, I said to you, I think they're going to go more Ryder Cup with it than World Cup. I think they're going to be yeah. America's versus World Cup. Is that them possibly making up for not producing in the World Cup? I think it's a, it's like what we you know when you go see your kind of local wrestling whenever it is you usually have a battle royal if not it'd be a tournament in a night you know what I mean that's the kind of thing where you can put the wrestlers on and get that job done I think that's what we're going to see with that but we talk about money grab with Michaels yeah. and the Undertaker and everything <clears throat> like that as well you know but anyway back to Raw and it was Finn Balor and Bailey versus Jindam Hall and Alicia Alicia Fox. now I was going to say Balor and Bailey have got at least two t-shirts with uh, Team B&B. B&B on it. I was like, fucking hell, they got two. No wonder Battle's like number four or three in the merchandise sales. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was just a fun. It's kind of a, a promotion for the Mixed Match Challenge. But a coup de grace and B&B, the victory. Yeah, I thought I thought that. Um, we had a global battle royal. Now, this was very, very... I think it was actually quite a good... Uh, quite a good way that they... They've done this, really. Well, it seems just as must have been busy to build the outfits. Do you know what I mean? They were the guy in Luxembourg tights on and stuff like this. Not just the sash, but like actually onto the, the, the tights. I thought, fucking hell, they've gone into a lot of yeah. effort trying you to get the job done. You had the Iron Claw. Yeah, the Iron Claw. Whatever it was. The Mexican uh, sensation. You had the Waffle Maker. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there was... There was a... Uh, yeah, there was Cold Guy there as well. Yeah. But he, he could have given himself the spot, but he chose to go with ten wrestlers that they've got from every corner of the world. Um one of them was the Conquistador. And, you know, they'd all turn their attentions to Baron Corbin at the start of the match. Baron threw them all off and Conquistador kind of exited the ring of his own accord under the top rope so he wasn't eliminated and just sat outside watching like you know, watching his watch and that as Baron Corbin eventually got through the remaining eight guys in the match. Um, Baron thought he had won it, turned round, Conquistador was there. He hit three Germans. Yeah, three German suplexes. Which and, then, uh, and then, yeah, he thought, fuck me, is Chris Benoit back from the dead? Yeah, exactly. And then you thought, wow. And then, and then a- he, angle slam, he yeah. hit him with an Olympic slam. Sorry, yeah, Olympic The slam. Conquistador slam. slam. Yeah. A slam that slightly resembles... The angle slam. Exactly. And then... And then he started tumbling around the ring. That was quite entertaining I like that. Well. I like the role. Even though he and can't then his little his, dance. Yeah, he can't turn his neck from side to side, but at least he can still do a little roll, which I appreciate. Yeah. And uh, and then after the match, as uh, Baron Corbin was sat seething on the outside, he pulled off his mask to reveal that the Conquistador was actually Kurt Angle. And he says, look, I'm not back from my holiday. Wink. I'm here as a wrestler. And that's what I liked about it, because it played into the storyline that... It's a fall in Corbin's side, uh, and he will go forwards into the World Cup, you know. So I think that was quite an interesting development. Yes, but um, the Conquistador, you might recognise him as Edge, Christian, Matt and Jeff Hardy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both all had to run with the tag team titles. And of course, the original Conquistador's going back, and Michael Cole explained that, so just watch that instead of me saying it. But um, there was a confrontation before the match between Corbin and Heath Slater, hinted that the very real possibility that it could have been Heath Slater. Yeah, I, yeah I, I like that, yeah, because you know, I did think. But um, up next, we had Ember Moon and Nia Jax. And uh, all I can say about that match is ring apron one, Nia Jax nil. Yeah, that did not go to plan. But they are still playing the kind of, we're friends. We're still friends, you know. Friends. We're to right. Yes, um, and then we had Trish Stratus returning to Raw. Yes. She was confronted by the beautiful Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. And she says, well, I've come back. But I'm not alone, and we're going to set up a tag team match 
and Lita come out. Now, well, you say that, and I knew you would change the story. Alexa Bliss said that they're going to beat her up two on one. And they said, we'll beat you up two on one now, and we'll beat you up in a tag team match. They didn't know that Lita was ready for with Trish backstage. So that played into Trish's hands, really. So Bliss tried to set her up. What's more annoying about this is the fact they announced Bliss versus Trish Stratus and Lita versus Mickie James about a month ago to, to sell tickets and stuff when they had apprehension of ever having that match take place. It was always going to be a tag team match, but because they haven't announced Ronda Rousey's opponent, they thought they'd done that. That's the kind of bait and switch that put WCW under all those years ago. And I know it's not going to happen like that, but when, you, when you've got who you support in the women's evolution... And you're going to put other people on top. So like Becky Lynch and Charlotte. It's obviously who people want there. I'm not having to go at Ronda Rousey. But there's other people like Banks and Bailey who'd think deserve the spot more. Who've done more in the past to get to where they are right now. As opposed to the people making the most of it. And I think Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratton would have been a great match to see. As opposed to just now a kind of random tag team match. That's not going to live up to the kind of hype of the, 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 the first ever women's pay-per-view. And it just kind of wound me up a little bit. And they had the kind of weird exchange about nothing ever good happens in Chicago. And that's what's, you know, taken off of WrestleMania 22 now. You never see that, the match between Mickey and uh, Trish. Uh, and it's kind of those things that they're trying to build up interest. And I just, I was a bit annoyed. But I think Trish did all right. I think what you're going to do for a legend, do that. If you're going to bring out a Hall of Fame to kick some ass, have Trish Stratus do that. Not like we saw with Shawn Michaels earlier on in the night. Most definitely, yeah. Um, up next, we had uh, the feud that no one really cares about. And that is uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode going against the Ascension in tag team what, action. What this is shows how bright the future is for Bobby Roode, right? Not only the entrance and everything like that, like you had him fall in Chicago. Absolutely loved it. But a little tag by Gable to get in and steal the victory. It looks split between the two. You know it's going to happen and Roode's finally going to embrace the dark side. Uh, but what I liked about it more was the fact the AOP came down and absolutely destroyed him as well. Because it made the AOP look good. They do not need Drake Maverick, all right? Or, or they, if they have Drake Maverick, Drake Maverick needs to know what he's doing, all right? When they got him up for the Super Collider, they got him up, and then Drake Maverick said, yeah, hit the Super Collider. That doesn't work. You come in first, you bark out instructions. Make sure that the fans know that they are listening to your orders and not the other way around. Otherwise, there's no point for you being there. The whole point for Paul Elling and other managers is that they give you advice and they tell them what to do as opposed to doing it afterwards. Would you agree? That's, that's a vital part of actually being a manager. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, I kind of zoned out there. Oh, come on. You know exactly. Yeah, it just takes me, it takes me away from it when they do stuff like that. It, it, Brock Lesnar comes out and then runs in the ring and then Heyman's like, you know, run out of here and attack him. That doesn't make any sense. It takes, it takes I, me I, I kind of, I, I see where you're getting at, but I think the point that you're kind of overlooking here is that it's, it's kind of like, oh, Drake Maverick. Well, you know, I've, I've heard he's on 205 Live. Should we go and watch some of that? It's kind of like a promotion, oh, yeah, no, you know, no, with Leo Rush. It's like, oh, Leo Rush, he's good on the mic. What's he like in the ring? Let's go have, watch some 205 they Live. they don't promote it on Raw. They don't say, oh, they're going to wrestle tomorrow night. It's just you watch 205, you go, oh, fuck it, let's two guys. Well, especially with the Drake Maverick count not being right. Why didn't leave it with Paul Heyman? Why don't they get someone else that can actually be a bit more uh, a bit more of a voice for the authors of pain as well. Drake's already got a gig on 205 Live. You know, I don't, I don't understand it. But anyway, can we never have to watch Rude, Gable and the Ascension wrestle ever again, please? Okay, agreed. Right, we agree yeah. on that one then. You know, now we have to watch the painfully unexciting team of Gable and Rude battle authors of pain. We should be above working the third or fourth most important tag team in the division. But hey... At least Drake Maverick's got a sweet new leather jacket. Yeah, a green jacket go along with it, yeah. Uh, then we had um, a Paul Heyman promo. Yeah, Heyman came out, didn't he, and uh, 
gave his spiel again about Strowman and Reigns destroying each other in Australia, then a 20-hour flight getting here to Chicago, doing it all over again while Brock Lesnar was at home, uh, eating his, what he wanted to do in his own kitchen, sleeping in his own bed, waking up in his own house, and resting up to become the only man to be a two-time champion in UFC and WWE. But what's interesting about that is that Cormier, who is scheduled to fight Lesnar in about February, is fighting in a couple of months' time now against a guy who's I've completely slipped from. So Cormier might not be a viable option for Lesnar, and John Jones is fighting Gustafsson. That's another one of the options. So we don't know if back to the UFC now. I'm sure he will, but the, the money contract is not there as a moment. He's making a shitload more money with WWE at this time. So, And, and the thing I liked about Heyman, one of his promos, uh, in the promo, he said uh, Lesnar it was the hardest working Universal Champion of all time, <laughs> which really pissed off the crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, another match that we haven't seen in a very, 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 very long field versus Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. I thought this match was better than the one in Australia. I don't know what you thought. I thought it really, really clicked well. There was moments with Rollins and Ziggler in this match. I thought it was fucking brilliant between the two. How they worked each other over the past few months. Kind of got that chemistry. I loved the fact that Strowman shouted at McIntyre and Ziggler. But then later on in the match, McIntyre was the one shouting at Strowman and telling him to get up and get sorted. Have you noticed one thing about Braun Strowman? No, no, no. You know Ric Flair used to go up and be thrown off the uh, the top turnbuckle? Yeah. Strowman always, every time I watch a Strowman match, he goes into the fucking ring post. Every time, I'm like, dude, you've got to learn by now. Stop trying to spear and go into the ring post. It's, I, don't, I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but maybe I might be wrong. But it seems every time, Strowman goes right in there, and you're just like, fuck, he's falling, falling through again. But then again, it's like watching a Reigns as Superman punch or a fucking spear, I suppose. I thought it was great. You didn't like the match then? No, the match. The match was all right. I was just saying it's a match that we've seen before. I mean, it kind of makes what happened at Super Showdown null and void. Well, does it? It prolongs the feud, plus there's a different outcome. Drew McIntyre single-handedly beat the Shield. That's what was shown and proven on Monday night on Raw. Who got the victory, Dan? Who got the pin? Drew McIntyre beat Ambrose, Rollins, and the Universal Champion. But you know, champion Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and of course the Universal Champ Roman Reigns. I mean, well, who got the pin at Super Showdown? Ambrose pinned Ziggler at Super Showdown. Exactly. So Ambrose single-handedly beat Ziggler, McIntyre, and Strowman. Don't be stupid. McIntyre wasn't involved well. In the pin. Shut your mouth then. It wasn't involved shut in the pin. Shut your dirty whore mouth the pin. then. Look, McIntyre's beaten Ambrose countless times, all right? Right. The, show in the, the long and short of it is, is <laughs> after the match, Ambrose walked out on Rollins and Reigns to end the show. What's going to happen there? Well, this is the thing. They're doing two things with this. They're doing that one. And earlier, when Ziggler was having to go at Strowman and, and McIntyre about being involved, they told me you've got to pull your weight. So we don't know which one's going to break first. I, I don't think the Shield will. I think maybe you'll see it in the kind of dogs of war. I don't want the Shield to break up yet. It's too soon. They, they, they can't keep doing this. They need to forget about this, come together, couple of months when people fucking forget, or whatever it is, they really enjoy the shield, and then hit us when we don't fucking expect it. So what do you, what do you think then? Are we going to see uh, McIntyre face turn or a Ziggler I think we're going to see Ziggler face turn with McIntyre. Uh, even McIntyre and Strowman teaming up for a little while, beating down Ziggler and going around like that, or 
just McIntyre having enough of it. I don't. Then again, Strowman versus McIntyre at the moment. I don't know who would win. In my eyes, I know who would win. I think Strowman might need the victory at this point. Yeah. But McIntyre's been so well protected. I don't. You just, I'm so shocked by him. Uh, his record on Raw has been fantastic these past couple of months. You know, it's been Ziggler taking the, the losses, and it's been McIntyre getting the wins. It's. It's. I. I Honestly, it couldn't ask for anything more. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was going to book him, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, this is exactly what I'm going to do with him. Uh, but it's not all about me. It's all about Shield as well. When do you want the Shield to go? Do you want it done now and Ambrose to have his no, moment? No, I, I don't. I think it's a bit too soon. Again, you know, I'd like to see more Shield. I'd like to see, you know, because cause at the end of the day, if if they recover from this... It's going to be more of a shock when yeah. they do split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, everyone's been teasing Dean Ambrose to split because it was meant to happen before he was injured. Yep. Um, would that have been too soon? Because, you know, that was a get around Survivor Series last year. They're going to try and replicate what they was going to do at Survivor Series. Yeah. This series, we've got that coming up late November. Well, we had Shield versus New Day, <clears throat> didn't we, last time around, uh, at last year's Survivor Series. So we'll see what happens this time. But, yeah, if, if all, the, all is in place... You would think before WrestleMania, but you want it in a, you wouldn't want it too soon. You want it to kind of develop and grow. And let's not forget they're both champions as well, so they're both going to have to defend at some point. You can't just keep having a shield because then that makes a joke of what we've had on Raw this past year with Lesnar. If you know what I mean? Yeah, but that does that kind of protect? Because when was the last time they defended their tag team titles? Well, yeah, it's the thing that they haven't defended their tag titles. Well, you know, and even same things going for Seth Rollins as yeah. well. Well, the revival was a couple of weeks, three weeks ago. That was quite a good match, actually. Yeah. I caught that one. Uh, but with Rollins and Reigns, they need to get single challenges as well. Whether they split it up and have the three facing free uh, a pay per view, but then again, they've kind of been doing that on Raw recently as well, haven't they? So, but it, it's, I think there's still but, a lot more. You know, again, obviously, we've got the November second Crown Jewel Triple Threat match. Mm. So they're going to have to do something with Rollins and Ambrose. Are yeah, they going to go against Magler and Zickentire? Yeah. yeah Magler and Zickentire? <laughs> Ziggler and McIntyre. I think they'll have that match there. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, how excited are you about Michaels coming out of retirement and facing Untaker and Kane? I'm looking forward to other matches. Well, I'm looking forward more to Miz versus Brian. Uh, not Miz versus Brian. Uh, Brian versus AJ. Yeah, I think that's getting overshadowed a little bit at this moment of time. Um... I don't know. There's it's it's not high up there, you know, because he seemed like I don't know with Michaels when he was getting hit, he was getting hit, and he was staying down for too long. Yeah. It's like the Michaels I know and love. He'd fucking get hit a couple of times, nip up to his feet, and he'd come back with a flurry. You know, is Michaels going to still be able to take his upside down bump that he can take so well? And will it look the same? A bald Shawn Michaels wrestling? Do you know what I mean? Like I. I I know the hair was going when, you know, he, he came back and stuff. But would it be the heartbreak kid? Would he just look like a middle-aged bald man? I know he's still in shape, but, like, he can't keep hiding it in the match wearing a cowboy hat. You know, I, I understand that. But if you look at Baron Corbin when he had long hair, that was receding big time. Yeah. Now, Michael's a bit of a bald patch going on or a bit of a receding at the front. You know what I mean? It's going to look ridiculous. It is better to shave it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, he came back after four years when uh, everybody said he, he couldn't do it. And that was four years he came back. And, and arguably, the arsehole Shawn Michaels, all his problems with the click and everything like that kind of got forgotten. And he became a surefire Hall of Fame, one of the greatest of all times with the career he had. 
now coming back after eight years after all that, for me, he can only... I, I, I can't see... I might be wrong. I might look back at this in a couple of years' time and go, fuck, I was wrong. I can't see Michaels coming back now and adding anything to his career legacy. Having any oh, more there's, matches. There's definitely nothing that he can add. He has got a brilliant... He's had a brilliant career. But I don't think he can go the same speed as uh, an AJ Styles or uh, Pete Dunne or, or someone like that. You know, I, I don't... I, I, I think... But I think with Michaels, he'd be able to have a better match... With an AJ Styles. Yeah, I would hope, but I don't know. Maybe they just create a Legends League and just have Legends uh, wrestling each other month in, month out. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I think it might be a little bit embarrassing if we have... I don't think he's know. working with the right type of fellas. He needs someone where, you know, they can kick it up a gear yeah. and he can kind of, like, be semi-carried by them. Yeah, Whereas no, yeah. The Undertaker, he can barely fucking carry himself, let alone anyone else. Well, we'll see what happens at Crown Jewel, and you know we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, SmackDown, quick notes: you mentioned Randy Orton beating the Big Show. I think that was by so. count out. No, did he, you pin him? He pinned him. He, he fucking done him. a draping DDT over the top rope, and then RKO'd him. Bang! One, two, three. Oh, fair Thank you very much. Well, Becky Lynch and Charlotte made history by having the longest women's match on television. That went twenty-three minutes. In the mount out, didn't it? Got thrown through. Uh, yeah, well, they kind of recreated a uh, a Rhino Jericho moment. Oh yeah, they destroyed the um, not the t- this, this kind of screen there. Oh, the screen <coughs> on the stage, and they didn't repair it by the time Mixed Match Challenge came around as well. By the way, um, I thought what was more exciting than anything else really on SmackDown was the match they announced for the SmackDown coming up on one thousand. The SmackDown one thousand. Yeah, well, if we just quickly run through the results right, first, so go then we can go to that. But yeah, yeah, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair and DQ can win the title. Uh, that kind of ended, as you said, with a double count out, getting speared through the LED background. Uh, up next, we had uh, Jeff Hardy beating Samoa Joe in the World Cup qualifier. Oh, that's the mission, wasn't it? Uh, well, he defeated by he was defeated by stoppage because oh, Joe's leg was hurt. Oh, that's a joke, though, man. Joe, so close. <laughs> and now he's gone. Uh, the Miz TV featured Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Um, that was kind of like the Miz, obviously trying to rile up the pair of them, saying, "Oh yeah, you beat me with a fluky win." La di da di da. Typical Miz bullshit. And then you had Styles defeating uh, Shelton Benjamin by pinfall. That was quite a good match between the two. Uh, Benjamin still got it. Yeah, Benjamin, I think he's yeah. he's quite a, he's a remarkable athlete. Mm. Uh, Lana reveals the full story of one night in Milwaukee. As you say, it went to. Um, that was right, wasn't I? Yeah, she basically <laughs> said, I want you. And then it stopped. And then it said, to leave me alone. <coughs> and uh, it was actually Aiden English that went in for a, a kiss. And she said, well, well what are you doing? Oh. Said, I was going in for a cuddle. Rah, rah. But didn't he say that he still wanted Rusev Day to be back together, though? Which is, is still, I don't quite understand. I think right? that was kind of a... Uh, oh, wheeling him in. A ruse. Gotcha. They're not in cahoots. They're not in cahoots, no. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton oh, all right, all right. destroyed the big show there. in a World Cup qualifier. Well, speaking of the World Cup qualifiers, um, their next... And that was the main event, by the way. No, it wasn't. That was the main event. That started it. That was the main event. Oh, was it? All right. Yeah. Well, SmackDown 1000, yeah, there could be a good World Cup qualifying match because it is Mexico versus Japan. It's Rey Mysterio versus Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Now that... <laughs> Has Ray still got it though? When was the last time we saw him? He was Greatest in uh, Greatest Rumble. Yeah. He wasn't too bad, you know. He's. He'll have it more than Michaels. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I would agree, yeah. But, yeah, you know, that is a proper World Cup qualifying yeah, match. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, you talk about that. All right, last thing, um, schedule. you got schedule on the email. Schedule for 1-4. <sighs> so it's a schedule coming up on the WNR before end of month, whenever you're listening to this. So we had Super, super. We had the Super Showdown. That was last Sunday. That came out on the 14th of October. Well, that's coming out now. Um, WCW versus... No, WWE versus WCW, October the 17th. Yeah, that would be fun. We'll be looking at all the stuff going down on Raw Nitro. WNR 184, May Young, round two. Two. That will be on the 20th. Uh, WNR 185, it, uh, October 21st, and that is... Uh, Ah, oh, that is the WWE October. Yeah, we're bringing NXT. We've got Ricochet versus Pete Dunne and stuff like that as well. WNR 186, May Young quarterfinals and semis. Hoping to bring that to you on the October 27th. Whew. Yes, uh, we've got the British Special NXT UK and the Rev Pro World of Sport as well. Yeah, that's on the, 20... on the 28th. That should be on the 28th. Halloween Havoc, round the 30th. Halloween Havoc, 1998, 1 Raw and 1 Nitro. And then uh, 187, November the 4th, Women's Evolution. And then, of course, the week after that, we'll bring you the Crown Jewel as well. So there's a lot, a lot of news. But the reason we're bringing you a British special is hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen, because WWE has officially announced the start date for the long-awaited NXT UK weekly episodic series, and it's a lot sooner than you might have thought. Well, according to the promotion's Twitter account, the British branch of the black and yellow brand will begin streaming on the WWE Network from Wednesday, October the 17th. That is next week. Sound the alarm. I'm going to have a meltdown. <laughs> well, breaking next to UK, a new weekly epidemic TV, TV show featuring the greatest male and female competitors from the UK will stream on the W Network on Wednesday, beginning 17th October at 8pm BST. And that was the WWE UK Twitter account. Mm. <clears throat> this will add it to the current WWE Network Wednesday lineup, which presents 205 Live, NXT and the 2018 May Young Classic as that show draws to a close. And what's even better for us, Brits at least, is that with NXT UK being a UK show, it will not air in the middle of the night. Like we said, it will air 8pm British Standard Time, so 8 o'clock in the evenings for us here. Well done, WWE Network, for actually getting that right. Yes, and uh, we've got Rev Pro on Free Sports on Sky as well. Yeah, and of course you've had World of Sport on ITV. You watch Impact on, what were you watching on Sky? Uh, Spike. Spike. And if you if you literally search wrestling, you can find other ones on Showcase and stuff like this. This is British wrestling around. It's a gr- what a time to be alive for a British sports fan, wrestling fan. And we'll bring you that special with the women's special as well on the road to everything else that we got. Yes. So we've got quite a busy couple of weeks coming up, to be fair. <laughs> we have indeed, Jess. Yeah. And of course, we've got the SmackDown 1000 oh, coming up very soon hell. as well. Yeah, got to do something uh, about I've, that. I've obviously gone back and watched the first ever SmackDown. Um, I've taken some notes on it and it, it's, it'd be quite interesting to contrast the two shows, what it's kind of evolved from a thousand shows later. It's, is, it, is it this Tuesday? But that is it for now. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, we network review, or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rowan's across all the Google platforms. W Net Review and Google Plus. Send us an email at Dublin Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. So you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review. And we're on Instagram. Yes, we just opened up an Instagram account. Um we're gonna be just that we've taken from the NXT events over the past few years, our Raw and SmackDown events as well. 
Uh, that is uh, WNR underscore podcast uh, on Instagram there. So if you go and find us and follow us, be much appreciated. We're, uh, our podcast go up on YouTube and, of course, not only that, but also SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Speaker Radio. We've got live shows coming in November. Stitch Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. Don't forget, next episode, Domino 183, we go back to the Monday Night Wars. But until then, I have been James Rowlands and, as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good day. Bye. Bye.